winner. J stands for winner. It's the silent J. You know, when he was younger, he used to go by Donald J. Like, he just goes by Donald, like, Trump. Mr. Go by Trump, DJ. Donald. Does he but really? you know what? Nah, he probably definitely used to be like, yeah, Donald J. I love when I used to, dude, when I was a kid, I, and all my friends, my family will tell you, they remind me of this now as if it should be a mark of shame. They're like, remember when you were a kid? And I'm like, yeah. They're like, you used to love The Apprentice. And I was like, yeah, I did. You know why? It was a cool show about business. Yeah. And you yeah. ran around the city of New York, and that week you had to rebrand a country singer. Yeah. Or you had to come up with an ice cream flavor. You saw Omarosa for the first it time. It wasn't like you have to go around harassing Muslims, and <laughs> <That's> <laughs> now right. you're the apprentice. That's really I funny. I should have known something was wrong after Kwame thrashed Troy season one. He beat him every single week. And they were oh, you like, remember their names? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Troy and Amy were dating at the time. Kwame was this like outstanding black dude that just fucking absolutely crushed on The Apprentice. Yeah. And at the at, in the season finale, they were like, you know who should win? The cigar salesman from Tech. Oh, that was Bill Ranchich, actually, first season. They were like, cigar salesman, God. you deserve to win. I forgot about all the people in And there. then second season, they're like, Troy, you deserve to win. It was never, it was never, there was a guy named Raj on The Apprentice. All right, and let me be honest, Raj did not deserve to win the season that he was on. <laughs> he was just like this playboy that wore bow ties and gingham shirts and suits. And when he got fired from the boardroom, he went up to Robin, who was like this hired actress. I don't think she actually worked for the Trump organization. And he went up to her. He's like, can I have your number? And she was like, no. And he's like, all right. I was like, listen, why did you just go 0-2 oh, on today? Did they record that? Did they record when he went up to and asked oh, her Oh, yeah, out? yeah. They, they filmed it. Ugh, gross. Do you think he just asked her out just because they were on air? No. It was, it was he was obvious. just in love with her. It they got awesome. producers then, in his ear saying, yeah. I don't know, man. I, I think you got a shot at it's this. It's a no for me, dog. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> Randy Jackson. Yeah. That situation. Yeah, dude. I don't know. What an interesting city, isn't it? Yeah. I, I think it's interesting that, yeah, like people just want to bring up like, oh, like it, it, it's like you knew. They're like, oh, yeah, you like you used to like The Apprentice. You're like, yeah, it was a good show. Like, okay. Just taking notes on your Raj. Okay. Yeah, well, so I used you know to like The I Cosby like? Show, but things have changed. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Should I go? I should. Yeah. Raven Simone. <laughs> Raven just Simone. That, just that. Remember when Raven Simone was just cute and not fucking annoying? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Times have changed. Yeah, that's why I don't like the Cosby Show anymore. The only yeah. reason. The only, yeah. I name, wish there name was one other reason to not like the Cosby yeah. Show. Do you think they tried to make that so Raven a catchphrase, and then Raven oh, yeah. just kept doing crazier and crazier shit, and then they were like, we can't say that anymore. Yeah. Because, like, people are going to commit murder and be like, that's so Raven on the Disney Channel. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, God, you can't do they're that. Like, yeah, let's, they change it up, like, right after the pilot. I think it started with a saying, and they're like, hey, you know what? This is catching on. You want to do a show around it? Yeah. Like, the fucking, remember when they tried to make a show out of the cavemen that had that commercial? Oh, yeah, the Geico. Like, people are laughing at this shit. Let's uh, make a let's TV make show a show of it. It was fucking horrible. Yeah, do you guys mind awful. if I go live on this? I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. That go way, I, if people want to ask questions, you guys should probably go live. It's your podcast. Yeah. Ah, fuck it's it. A, it's all mad. Yeah, it's too late. We've already started. We're right. three minutes in. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll figure that out <laughs> next time. Late. So at this point, I think everyone's kind of figured out that there's another voice in the room. Yes. Yeah. Uh, this is the Gillis Podcast. I'm Joe. With me always is the very COVID-free Brian Sternick. Half Puerto Rican. Hola. Yep. Still unconfirmed, but we're going with it. <laughs> uh, we also have a special guest who's actually been a guest before and someone that we've worked with before. Uh, Raj Resh has come in from New York after he went to that city and fucked everything up. Yeah, and he came every, back. everywhere I go, it's fucked up. So uh, <laughs> Raj was actually on right before the first live show that we did, uh, that me and Patrick did when Patrick was on the show. That's so right. uh, he was uh, actually came on to promote with uh, 
Brian did it too. A couple other comics did as well. Was it Raj else. right after me? No, it, was me. it was you yeah, and I then... I dumped on you the whole show. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I think it was you and then... Actually, I think it was you, then Joey, then Raj. Yeah. Then Morales. Okay, so the comedians on there was me and then Raj. Yes. Zinger. So uh, Raj ended up not being able to be on the show because uh, he he let me know probably like a month in advance. You had something to come up that so I got a gig in Arkansas. Yeah, and as much as I wanted to do a local show in Cleveland, I had a gig in Arkansas that was it paid decent, and I was like, you know what. I'm going to I'm going to go do this and I felt very bad but luckily I made the roast battle thing that you guys did which was, that I, was I don't think you should feel I mean w- I mean when I talked to you about it too and I told him I told everybody about it like you gave me a month's notice yeah and when you told me what was going on I'm like well this is my first show ever putting on and you're coming up with something that's lucrative and good for you yeah, yeah. I'm d- certainly not going to yeah. hold you to that but the and roast yeah. the roast battle thing that you guys did was awesome because yeah. um a, a couple of very good looking women Happened that happened to be friends of mine came to the show and it was just one of those nights where I happened to be funny because most of the time, <laughs> not. Yeah. and I and I had I had inferior competition that I was going up against Mickey Genosi local comic mostly human pile of garbage but yeah. I I thrashed that kid yeah. live yes you did so that yeah, was, was really funny time. that was, was a good that was, was that was good I was glad that when we did the roast because actually the first night the first show we did we did it at the Bottle House and. Uh, they were so happy because there were more than four people in there. Yeah, and they made. They're like, we need to make like eight hundred dollars. They made like four grand. Yeah, and uh, they're, they're like, like hey, you guys. guys we, yeah. we booked our second show that night. Oh really? The, oh yeah. Like we already had it booked before we even left the bar. So to be able to work with you the second time around was awesome. The roast was awesome. It was another packed house. It was really really funny. We got a lot of really good feedback. Um, Brian and I even did a episode about what a fucking emotional shit show it was the days leading up to that you were on some of those emails rosh where yeah. uh just you know i it's certainly from if you were reading emails the day before that roast battle you would not have thought it was going to go as well as it did no oh, yeah you, you, everyone thought that no like no one had any idea what was going on because i was in charge we we were helping Whoa. promote it and then dave dave morales he goes if any if comedians have questions they can go through me. And then I saw emails for like, like two days, awesome. and I was like, Dave's not answering anything. <laughs> I was like, thank God, because I don't actually know the answers to some of these questions, <laughs> like, so I'll just do the promoting part. Yeah, yeah. And then the, still the best one, it was the one that kind of put me over the edge where I started blowing Brian up was, uh, you know, people kept dropping out. Right. Someone dropped out the day before, which, talking to you guys, if someone drops out the day before, it's not terribly hard, but this was a roast battle, and right. everyone prepare. knew who they were going to go with, and... It kind of fucked everything up. So, Cody's Cody Cooper, who closed out the show, was incredibly funny. Got a lot of compliments about him. He uh, he's a new dad, he's, by the way, he's too. New dad, yeah. He sent an email that really kind of put me over the edge. It was I still have it too because I just go back and laugh at it every once in a while. Yeah. But it was basically just. Who's going against who? This guy dropped out. Who's taking his place? Who the fuck is running? Yeah. This? Yeah. <laughs> Cody's email was like, if I need to take charge, yeah. let me know. Yeah, yeah. He ended it with, do I need to step in and fucking own this or something? And I, was, and I just sent him an email like, hey, Cody, it's Joe. Can you call me, please? Yeah. Well, because yeah. I, I called Raj. I remember me and Raj well, talked to the phone. Well, I gave you some ideas about how to run the show. Yeah, yeah. We, we talked and we ran about with them it. because they were good ideas. They were yeah, very good. Yeah, and Brian is inexperienced and young. Oh, no, I'm super-duper experienced. And sex, maybe. Fool me one time, shame on you. Fool me, can't get fooled again. That's or run a show. You're recanting a Michael Scott line. Yeah, no, that's George W. Bush. Actually, yep. <laughs> <laughs> tomato. Actually, it's J. Cole. Yeah, J. Cole. Yeah, it's J. Cole. Yeah, it's a J. Cole. 
George W. Bush, Michael Scott. They're all the same guy. Yeah, it's all essentially the same person. Yeah. So uh, not too long after the show, because the show yeah. was in February. It was literally two weeks later. Yeah, you left two weeks later, so you moved to, the plan was to move to New York. So yeah. was that something, you were planning that for a while? Obviously. So the New no, the New York thing came up all of a sudden, as as as, as did my move to Cleveland. I, everything, my move to Cleveland was more premeditated. New York was always part of the plan. And Cleveland really became, and Brett said this several times to me, he said, like, hey, thanks for making a pit stop in Cleveland because we became friends. And I made a lot of really good friends. And that's why now that New York is shut down, I never thought, you know what I'm going to do? Visit Cleveland for fun. And here I, <laughs> and here I am. Yeah, you and Jock, you know I had the same thought about that. They fucking hate the place. Yeah, man, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. uh, so Wait, New- Brett Thomas said that to you? Yeah, Brett Thomas. It's so hard for me to even think of him saying something endearing. He there. goes, oh, Raj, yeah. I love you. Yeah. Thank you for being my friend. <laughs> I need to borrow $12. I've taken yeah. eight from your wallet already. Yeah. Yeah. Question, <laughs> how do you put a condom on? <laughs> <laughs> Which side is the inside? Because <laughs> I started fumbling it. <laughs> What's the butt side? Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, New York had been on the agenda for a few years. I almost wanted to go to New York three, four years ago. About three years into comedy, I was like, okay, I put the album out. Let's go to New York. And as fate would have it, I came up to Cleveland. Then I went out to New York March 1 was the first date of my lease. March 9 was the day they detected the first case of COVID. (laughs) Right off the bat. Uh, And March 18th, I left the city. March 17th or 18th, right, right after St. Patrick's Day this year. I knew it was bad when I went out for St. Patrick's just to see, like, I live in Hell's Kitchen, right? Which is, like, the, it's the Gaberhood, town of Irish bars. Daredevil. And, yeah. Literally, like, from my rooftop, it looks like something out of a movie set. Yeah. Uh, then I went down to the Lower East Side, which is where all the, the comedy, uh, comedy cellar is there. A bunch of other stuff is there that's yeah. comedy related. All of it was dead. Looked for an Irish bar, and there was literally one bar open in that whole area. And that's NYU insane. is close to that. And that one bar probably had about 30 people in it. Yeah. And that's when I was like, all right, we got to get the fuck out of here. It's turning into Raccoon City, like Resident Evil. Looking weird. That was like when you see the pictures from it. Because you know anyone that knows how just fucking densely populated New York is. There's, you know, shots of Times Square, which if you've ever been to Times Square. Yeah. Like there's 40,000 people per square block. And then you see this photo, and there's nothing. Yeah, there. it so was like 28 days later. Right when that happened, there the, the the photo of Times Square empty. Yeah. And I remember I tweeted. I think you remember Raj. I was like, "This is what happened when when Raj goes to New York to do comedy. <laughs> it's just <laughs> empty. It's like that's the luck. That's right. oh, you that's worked right. so hard. At I worked this. so hard to get there. <laughs> I thought it was like when Raj is headlining. I mean, oh he yeah, six people. So I got three. I, you know what I did? I was like, I told everybody, my, I'm gonna go there for a month and scout out the scene, and I'm not gonna get cocky and get on stage and all this. I'm there about a week. Coronavirus concerns start kicking up. One of my friends vouches for me at a venue, and another one puts me on at a different one. Um, guys I've known from like Arkansas and the road, basically. And so I was like, okay, I'm gonna take the shot while I got it. Yeah. Put three sets in. One at the Grizzly Pear, one at Niagara, Niagara Bar. So Max Fine. Bren Trusso, Kenny Warren, these guys like sort of are at these rooms all the time. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, all right, very cool. Like, uh, love the opportunity. And I did one more. And that was it. My last set was 1.20 in the morning on a Tuesday at, at the Grizzly Pair for six Norwegian tourists. I loved it because I was just like, man, this is the shit that you see on TV, right? Yeah, yeah. And now you're in it. Yeah. And then the next day they were like, it's okay, dream dreams come true. Please leave this fucking place forever. <laughs> 
Here's a hint to your or dream. Like, hey, you know that the city that never sleeps? It's asleep. Yeah. Indefinitely. <laughs> but you still owe us rent on the first of every month. Dad fucking. Yeah, I remember we were talking about that. I'm that still paying. sucks. I'm still fucking paying That's rent. That's ridiculous. So what is, so I, I guess like right now, so what is the, we have what we have here, obviously. It's very, very different there. We were just yeah. joking around. We mentioned it uh, an episode or two ago. There's 85,000 cases in the U.S. and 55,000 are in one city, which yeah. are in New York. Right. Makes sense. It's well, there's a hundred. Oh, no. There's 100,000. Well, there's, that's deaths now, right? There's 100,000 deaths. Well, it's 100,000 deaths. deaths. That'd be yeah. worldwide. It's over a million cases. Yeah. yeah. It's Well, yeah. There's 1.4 million cases. At the moment, In the yeah. U.S. There's about 4.3 million in the world. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean... 55,000 of the 85,000 cases that we had, or at this point, it's probably 100 to 60, whatever like that. Yeah. Either way, it's over half the cases are in one of our cities. It's not surprising. Yeah. There's 9 million people, I think, in New York. And there, I mean, it's if anyone's ever been there, mm-hmm. it's dense. I mean, they're, they're, everyone's on top of each everyone's other. Everyone's stupid. Yeah. Did you experience that once? What do you mean? The first day. Like, like, the first day you went to New York, were you like, oh, yeah. did you get the New York experience of, oh, this is more anxiety? No. <laughs> that, I got the New York experience of, why is my neighbor waking up at 5 a.m. and playing the trumpet? <laughs> oh, that shit. Turns out he's a bartender in the East Village, right? Get and, cocaine's and in, good there. And he's, and he's part of the, the... So all the theaters are literally like an avenue down from me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Rent, Cats, Wicked, all that shit is right there. And yeah. Times Square is one more avenue. So I get all these creative types that basically are working night shift. And then so they're coming home and practicing while I'm like still trying to get two hours of sleep. Yeah. Um, I got I got a little bit of the experience. That's good. I've been to New York several times over the years because I went to school in Pennsylvania and all my a lot of my friends are from like Brooklyn, Queens, the Bronx. I don't have like rich Manhattan friends. I got like scrappy dudes like me that live on the outskirts of a city and want to invade it. You're like, yeah, I got the, your, your friends are the ones that are like, yeah, I live in New York. Meet my 30 roommates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like or, that. or, well, my friends are guys that have been there since before it was cool. Like mm-hmm. since the 80s when it was all seedy and Giuliani was trying to kill everything. Mm. They've been around since then. Wow. Uh, and their family. So, yeah, I got a couple days of that experience. And I'll tell you what, man. On any given day, I will put New York energy up against anything in the world. Maybe not India. Because India it has more energy, to be honest. Like, what's what's India's energy like? You know how they're like, if you make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. Yeah. India's energy is like, if you make it in New York, you last last about like I don't know, twenty five minutes in Bombay. No shit. We speak English. You don't speak shit. You don't know Marathi, Hindi, nothing. <laughs> like, we'll take your money. So, so it's a, it's equivalent because like because uh, you know I'm half Puerto Rican, and I went to Puerto Rico when I was younger. And Puerto Ricans, like, it was my mom was the only Puerto Rican one. Yeah. And then all of us, like, my dad and all me and my two sisters look white. And they would just fuck with us. My mom would give them stern looks. Like, my mom would be like, don't Sternic fuck. Sternic looks? Yes. Yeah, Sternic looks. You can't hear can't that. can spell Brian Sternick without stern. Stern. Yeah, people like to put the dick part in it. I'm like, you also can't spell Brian Sternick without yank, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nor should you. <laughs> yeah, you, you're not your shit. But my mom would give dirty-ass looks to the people that would try to fuck us over. So I go, Taurus, mom would be like, I can't speak Spanish. She'd be like, oh, so blah, blah, blah. That's Do my you Spanish. speak Spanish? No, not at all. Yeah. It's because my dad was always like, he was like, man. I was like, yeah, why, why didn't we learn Spanish? She was like, oh, I would have taught you guys Polish, but I couldn't. And I was like, all right, that's weird. And he's I'm like, bringing anything if you can't learn po- if you can't learn Spanish, you can't learn Polish. And I was like, do you, do you know Polish? And he's like, anyone no. <laughs> so it didn't make any sense. Who has learned Polish in the last 40 years? Exactly. I have no idea. Unless you live in... in Poland? Like, yeah. <laughs> 
occupied Poland. Yeah, occupied. <laughs> I Poland. mean, Jesus Christ, uh, especially living in the U.S. is that growing Polish population, or I don't know, the forty million, you know. Yeah, Spanish-speaking <laughs> people. That are in the, the Polish area in every state is like one little city in every state. Like in, in Ohio, it's Seven Hills. <laughs> it's just one yeah. area. Isn't the Polish American the, Club over on Detroit. Netflix That's series, it. the the Devil Next Door. Yeah, I he think was so. Oh, yeah, Hills? yeah, it was in Seven Hills. Yeah, the, the was that was the Nazi, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It like wasn't just him. They took Nazis all. What, what happened with that? They took all. Like they, they found out he was him Nazi. To jail, but all his buddies were sitting there, like, "Oh, we don't know. We don't know John anymore." Yeah, like, who's that? No, nah. are you sure? I mean, I've met him. John Demjanjuk was the guy. Can yeah. I just say that's what I love about different cultures? Because everyone's like, "Oh, you knew that guy?" I was like, "No, I never even talked to him." When Ariel Castro, that guy that kidnapped the girls, when everyone found out about him, all the neighbors were like, like Charles Ramsey. He's like, "Man, I used to barbecue with him." <laughs> He's <laughs> just being Ramsey. honest. Charles Ramsey's a crazy dude, but he spoke. He spit some truth there. Oh yeah, I used to work with him. What? Yeah, I used to. I, I was friends with Charles Ramsey. Have you talked about this on the podcast? No. Oh wow. I'm not gonna so, say where I worked, but okay, I did. So fucking, I had like a year and a half relationship. Me and my COVID stories. You worked with a guy that rescued ca- like captive hostages. Yes. And actually, the funny thing about it, you didn't know this. No. Okay. So 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 what happens is Did is you, that I start yeah. working there. And then this dude is like, "Fuck you!" And I was like, "All right, that guy, that guy Chuck doesn't like me." <laughs> and then I and I look at him one day, like I'm, I'm like three weeks in on the job. I just look at him. I was like, "Oh, he looks familiar." Yeah. And then I I, I I text my sister. I was like, "Hey, yeah, I work with this guy named Chuck, and he's a he's an interesting guy. He's a real real character." And 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 she was like, <laughs> "What do you mean?" And I was like, "Let me look him up." And I just, and I and then I saw a picture of Charles Ramsey. Cause I couldn't find his Facebook, and I just immediately connected the dots. I was like, "Oh my god, I work with Charles Ramsey." And then afterwards, I was like, "I would just be like, hey, Chuck, you're a hero," and he'd be like, "Okay, <laughs> just yeah. do whatever what, he, he was doing." He said some shit about McDonald's after that, right? Yeah, I he made was a like, bad. I'm gonna go to McDonald's. Actually, I made a bad. He yelled at me one time because I made a bad joke one time. I didn't know this was before I knew he was Charles Ramsey. I said like one of the one of the cooks was like, "Yeah, I want some like these fries don't taste good. Yeah. I want some real fries." And I was like, "We gotta go to McDonald's." And then all of us heard. I heard a grunt, and then I realized that <laughs> that he was right there, and he heard that shit. Yeah, yeah. So he had it out for me, and then I was like, "You're a hero." He's like, "I don't care." But then he was like, "All right, this guy's kind of cool." Because you want because you said fries from a different place. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, let me ask you this: Some people are very territorial the, about the fries. Yeah, that's yeah. what he was concerned about—the fries. I think so. No, he, he was saved too. Whatever. Why have what? you not had him on this? Uh, I haven't reached out to him. I have him on Twitter. You, okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> friends is, him on Twitter. Yeah, that's definitely. Thank God we're not Ramsey's on a podcast that's trying to, to grow with interesting yeah. guests. He's a he's a great guy though. I mean, Charles Ramsey. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, he he's literally rescued. He's a good dude. He's one of my favorite people I've ever met. I mean, he kicked the door. He literally kicked the door in to free some trapped women. Yeah, oh my God. that is the definition and of a hero. It, it, it was I just, don't want to take the focus off Raj, but we definitely have to revisit this. Yeah, no, you should bring Charles Ramsey in here. Yeah, we got right to talk. Now. I need to, Yeah, I do need to talk. To, I, I, I definitely it. need to talk. To, I haven't talked to him in God knows how long. I think because uh, uh, when I was it's probably because you said the wrong fry company. I that did. He, he wasn't like, into that right off the bat. No, we became we we were guy. friends after that. Like we were just we would bullshit and everything. It was and we would just laugh. Yeah, a lot. But he knew I was doing comedy, and he. I think the first time I told him, I was like, "Yeah, I'm doing." Because I started doing comedy like right after I started working at the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, "I was like, yeah, I'm gonna do comedy." And he's like, "I'm gonna be honest with you. You're not gonna be funny for a long time, but I think you're funny. You'll be all right in ten years." <laughs> and I just started dude, laughing. Charles so Ramsey hard. is some, some kind dude of that so doesn't do comedy. He's gonna yeah, give you he a knew. Critique about doing comedy, like you know what? Are you he's kidding got me? Wisdom. I'm just letting you know that. Uh, 
I don't think you're going to be very good yeah, for a yeah. while. So good luck to you. Listen, if, like, if you ever this... done comedy, no, I just I, I just don't have a good vibe about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if this guy boots the fucking door in, right? He boots the door and he frees Amanda Berry and anyone else that's trapped in that house. And yeah. he turns around to me and he go and I go, "How'd you know?" He's like, "I just knew." And then he goes, "You know what you should do tomorrow? Buy 4,000 shares in Moderna. It's a small biotech company trading at about $8.98 today." I'd be like, "Fuck it." Pension. <laughs> I think I, I take his word. 401k in the pile. You figured out that women were trapped in a house and nobody really told you? You just saw some movement behind some curtains? Yeah. Dude, do you know how many times a day I see that? And I just put it down to that's just Ohio. It's just, <laughs> it's just I, how know, it is. People moving behind curtains. Yeah. Shadows behind the veil. <laughs> that's everyone in Ohio. That's a Metallica song to most people. <laughs> This guy goes, I got to save hostages. Yeah, if he, he gave me stock market advice, he's not wrong, right? Yeah. He just showed up. He's like, hey, that, to be honest though, he might've met a stand-up com- uh, comic before and been like, yeah, these guys suck yeah. for the first decade. Yeah. He's like, fuck these And then guys. they're average for the next decade. Yeah. Well, cause Mike Polk and you know, Mike Polk and then Jimmy Graham. Yeah. He's a very funny comic. Uh, they both found, like I, I was, I was becoming friends with Jimmy when I was starting, yeah, when yeah. I worked there. And he was like, hey, yeah, you're, you're friends with Charles Ramsey, right? And I was like, yeah, I am. He goes, you want to try to get him on Polk Show at Hilarities? And I was like, yeah, dude, I'll definitely try to. And I asked him, I was like, hey, I was like, hey, yeah, I'm friends with uh, Polk and uh, my buddy Jimmy, and they want to know if you want to do Hilarities. And he was like, what day? I was like, Tuesday. And he was just like, fuck that, I'm busy. And then walked away. I was like, this dude is the most badass dude I've Jeez. ever met. What are you drinking, yeah, Joe? He's uh, Old Forester. What is that? Whiskey? Whiskey. It's a is rye. It yeah. You want some? <laughs> you gave that grunt of like, I'm trying to have fun tonight. <laughs> I don't know. It was the it was the sound. No, you know what? It was, was it the pour? Was it the pour in the glass that really got you? Like a commercial? No, you know what? It's Joe's whole look. Uh, it's Joe's look and his just his fortitude and the yeah. glass. Well, he does have the it's it's the hat, but not only he's not, got not, the salt it, and pepper. It, it's it's the fla- it's the hat that you bend, but also right in, right past the front, it's the one you can see through. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. then the green hoodie. It's the mullet of hats. I got the mullet of hats. <laughs> the mullet of outfits. <laughs> yeah. So what? Well, we were having people on, and we're like, this place. Well, I mean, Brad, you've been here it. before. You're both been here before. Yeah. yeah. But we gotta we gotta cool this place up a little bit. Yeah, we gotta. Re- I mean, I'm I got the. We're, having, we're starting to have people over, like people that are like you know. With substantial followers. Well, you and, need to yeah. maybe do it in a place that doesn't feel like the the fucking dungeon that that guy was Ariel Castro was holding people hostage. Yeah. <laughs> there's maybe no that's way. A start. There's no way that dude had two guitars hanging on. There's no way. And then there's no way he had a fridge with this many stickers. No on way. It. Yeah. There's no <laughs> Bill Murray stickers. No in that way. Case. Yeah. There's no way they have a picture of my dog's high school, you know, graduation. Actually, there is a chance Ariel was kind of creepy. <laughs> he could have known. Did he live around this area? He yeah, he lived not off far, of not far. He lived off I think what? Clark? Clark this is this is we're in Lakewood. He lived off Clark and I mean if people aren't in Ohio they don't know, but he probably lived like 10 minutes away from here. Um and that they burned the house down too. Did they really? Who did? Yeah. Uh, I think the, I don't know if the government. Well, they did the, the same did. with uh, with what's it's like his some name? eight mile shit. They yeah, said, who's, the other, the, who's, who's the other? Who's the other? The, the, the serial killer on the east side. Dahmer. No, on the east side, the black dude. What was his name? Oh, uh, Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the blacker dude. Uh, no, I know who you're talking about. He, yeah, he was. I, I, I can't. Oh I can't God, name I'm him. I'm blanking on the guy. We were not prepared for this. No, I didn't think we were going to talk about serial killers. No, okay. So let me. Let's slap, snap back for a sec. Right. Any other COVID questions about New York? I'm happy to answer what I've well, done. Well, yeah, I then. am. So, like, so what is the 
so I, I can tell you, I, I'm, yeah, I was on a trip when all this really happened. Anthony's so, so well. That's the one. Yeah, we'll keep going though. Keep sorry. Okay. <laughs> but they also, they also, yeah, pull that up, Jamie. They, they, uh, up. they, they tore his house down too. Yeah, yeah, so they the tore his house. Put it up on the screen, yeah. Jamie. Yeah, yeah, we'll put it up on this. Hey, 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 Rogan, put it up on the screen. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, it's uh, uh it, it'll connect in a sec. Yeah. Uh, it was 2009. He killed what, eleven women. Eleven. They found eleven. Eleven were found in, in the yard, backyard, buried in his backyard, buried Jeez. in his basement. Yeah. Yeah. Gross. That's oh, so, that's so dating's tragic. tough, man. Did <laughs> <laughs> you say dating's, dating's tough? Dating's hard. <laughs> yeah, dating, to, especially 2009. That was before Tinder. I mean, well, that was, also, that like, was a rough year. If you ever seen like yeah. a doc about that too, like multiple women reported that guy. Yeah. Like, cause he would try to kill them, cause he was crackhead. He was fucked up. Did you know about? Do you know about him, Rash? No. Oh yeah, yeah so this was, was a big. This, this is a big deal. Big serial. Not that killer. like ten years ago, less than ten years ago. Dude, I got. I gotta tell you, man. I live in Arkansas. They talk a lot of shit about how crazy that state is. I think that I would take Arkansas's average daily crazy over yeah. Ohio's extreme crazies, right? Like, you have yeah. momentary oh, yeah. spikes that are so insane. Over here? In Ohio, oh, yeah. yeah. Between Castro and Dahmer, dude, you got, yeah. Where's Ted, Bud, Ted Bundy from? Is he from here? No, he's not from here. Oh, all right. Yeah, Dahmer was kind of more... He was south southern Ohio, right? He was by Kent, right? He was, like, around, like, Bath and, like, Medina. Here, here's the yeah, thing. Oh, Medina. I can name Ohio's most famous people. It's LeBron James and Jeffrey Dahmer. Right? Do they cancel well, each other Steve, out? What about Steve Harvey? Yeah, okay, Steve Harvey, yeah. Drew <laughs> Carey, from here. Anthony yeah. Sewell, Superman, Harold Castro. Does that count? Clark Kent was from here? Yeah, Superman was born in... How about Arkansas? Ralphie May, Johnny Cash, That's... Bill Clinton. I don't know any bad people. It, it sounds There's like none. It, based off that, it's one no fat bad guy and two people. No bad people in Arkansas. Look if I Googled that, I could Rod probably Rod Yeah. <laughs> and the Rod. This fucking Rod. asshole is just transporting COVID around yeah. the country. <laughs> all right. So here, all right. So that's, all right. So one of my, so I, I was mentioning, so I was actually in Florida when all this hit. Yeah. I was in, I was in Miami when, or like around uh, March 11th to you, the 15th. You I found out when, when I was we down were all quarantined. There. I was down there. Yeah, yeah. The quarantine started on the 16th, the Monday like I got back on the fifteenth, which was a Sunday. It was quarantined. It all started on the sixteenth. Yeah. yeah, that was it. Um, so when I first heard that, I was like, "Fuck!" I mean, that's obviously gonna suck. This is kind of crazy. How long is this gonna last? Yeah. But again, I was just like, "Okay, but it's not that bad here." Right. I think I would be having a much, much, much different reaction if I was in your situation, just because. That's the of, highest cat. That's the that's mo- I mean. the majority of the United States cases. So well, I mean, but even before the cases, because they, we didn't know the cases. Oh yet. yeah, yeah. Because I think didn't. by the time like mid March came around, there was like eleven cases, mainly because no one was being tested. But still, yeah, we didn't really know, but we knew it was about to hit. So how does it feel when it's about to hit? When you're in a city of nine million people and you guys are all elbows to assholes? So I'm yeah. Indian. Which means that no this shit doesn't fucking matter <laughs> to like anytime people throw up odds of people density, population density, war, famine, fire, flood, earthquake. You know what we're concerned about? Hey, uh, how do we pay for food tomorrow? That's literally how the vast majority, not the majority, but a big chunk of my country thinks, right? About a third of India lives below the poverty line. So, and, and when, when you look at my background, like where I come out of, we we didn't come up rich. I I would not call us rich by any any imaginable metric. So whatever the craziest thing that you can think could happen to you was, we were kind of prepared for that to be the norm. Okay. Well, yeah. you brought one up there, and in, in, yeah. in, in terms of like the uh, where are you gonna get food? Yeah, that was 
I'm not well, saying, New York is like Whole Foods is so packed, and it's like. Well, what I mean is like that. This didn't actually come, I don't think, to fruition. At least not here. Yeah. But there was a massive kind of hysteria in a lot of places where, like, uh oh, we're gonna be stuck for a while. Go out buy for some reason toilet paper became currency. Yeah. Yeah. That <laughs> eggs, food, milk, all this kind sure. of shit. So I mean, again, with a place that's that densely populated, that many people, there's only so many grocery stores for that many people if yeah. they all decide to go out shopping for groceries and to stock up at the exact same time was that a thought at well, all what you also have to remember is in my new york apartment i live in i don't know it's not big so if i buy a bunch and i stock up a bunch yeah, it yeah. means needing a bunch of storage space which quite frankly i don't really have yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't ever a concern also when i left new york i packed the bag and i was yeah. like oh i'm gonna be on the road for about two to three weeks so that's what I packed for. It has now been two and a half to three so months. So you were actually, <laughs> but you were you were gonna be on the road for two to three weeks. Yeah. At the beginning of all this, so yeah. this probably wasn't a huge concern for you because uh, you're like, no, I'm not gonna be around if this does turn into a problem there. Right. I was just like, well, what I thought was, it's I had been longing just for a vacation for a long period mm-hmm. of time. So when it hit, it was yeah. about perfect. Right. I mean, I'm not saying it's great. In terms of, I'd, I would never want people to get hurt so I could have a vacation. Yeah. But I got a vacation and I was like, yeah, I'll okay. I'll have to edit that because that, that sounded bad. Yeah. <laughs> so glad COVID <laughs> hit. I need a break. Shit. Yeah. No, no. Cut it out. Thank God COVID no, hit because I need because a break. Because yeah. if anybody chooses to be offended by that, they're reading between the lines where no yeah. message exists. Oh, Obviously, I don't cares. want you to die so I can. But, it, but that's an obvious thought. Pantana. It's like, really? I got to put up with this shit? I get it. Oh, dude. He's right, though. If somebody, yeah. if I were to get a message about like that guy, that you had on, yeah, I don't that know why th- I'd be like, you're then you're not our demographic. Fuck yeah. yourself. But you should still listen. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but thanks the, for the, listening. The reality yeah, yeah, too yeah. is like people think you're cruel for saying what is on everybody's fucking mind. And what was on my mind is, hey, you know what? This is a great excuse to blow New York and fucking vanish for two or three weeks and then come back. I don't need to be at a desk or need to be doing yeah. comedy for. Yeah. Did I think that a hundred thousand people would die? No, you know why? Because nobody did. The fucking government didn't. No did. The president didn't. Even the well, the well-meaning leftist friends that I have didn't. Nobody. The well-meaning knew. right-wing friends that I have didn't. Nobody thought it would get this bad. That's why it's it's it that, that and that's a very very good point because yeah. right now they're all taking credit. Both sides are taking credit for we knew this, we knew that. If you went back and pull up. Everyone's tweets, yeah. everyone's planning. No yeah. one had any Nobody idea. Knew Same thing with the thing. newspapers, yeah. man. The, the newspapers, going back to the New York Times, everybody was saying like in January, February, like everyone calm the fuck down. This isn't a big deal. No one still knows what the fuck is Look, going on. The There's doctors thing. arguing the about it. The weirdest thing to me, right? And this is where I consider myself left the center. This is where I get pissed off with lefty media is when they're like, oh, uh, if he had acted 14 days earlier, listen, this is a guy that plays golf and has sex with models daily. <laughs> All right. The point at which you should have stopped him was a long fucking time ago. Did you actually expect him to make good decisions? No. Yeah. So just focus on the next election yeah. and maybe try to pick someone that throws out some fiery zingers like he does. He throws out crooked. I, I don't care what they say about Donald Trump. His comedic timing is actually pretty good. It's it's actually too oh. good. I don't. He's, he's I don't a bit of a hilarious. fucking bully. And he knows how to zing you. He's an asshole. So get like you know get fucking Chris Rock to run for the Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. Let him just get in there and kamikaze Donald Trump with a bunch of zingers. <laughs> that oh, is gold. Dude, that's get Russell Brand. He's not even American. Bi- that's, Biden's that's a, gonna. Fall. He's oh, gonna be. It's gonna be so Trump's bad. gonna say something. He's gonna get that smirk to the camera, and then Biden's gonna be like, "Hey, so I have something to say, but uh, what okay, is it? this is what <laughs> I'm yeah. feeling. Can't what I know." 
was it? Yeah, uh, yeah. I remember uh, my 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 grandson, little, little little Timmy. And then during all this, for some reason, he just starts rubbing someone's shoulders, and you don't know why. Yeah. You're like, sir, Vice President Biden, can you please release? Let Becky go. She has nothing to do with this. Yeah. That fucking. This is gonna be a slaughter. I'm sorry. I yeah. always. Feel I, like I know everybody wants. <laughs> it wants. Every, wants obviously the Democrats to take over, and I'm not a, obviously a, a Trump fan, but man. They really backed the wrong horse, I, man. I, I think it's anyone this guy but is him, in the, though. This guy is smack dab in the middle of dementia. Man. Yes. Listen, Joe Biden plays the elections as, like, if the elections are the Ryder Cup, Joe Biden is playing the scramble, where he just yeah. fucking knocks the ball into the park, and he's like, huh, guys, right? And everyone's like, what are, what are you doing? That's what he did with that whole, hey, if you if you don't vote for interview. me, you ain't... Oh. You ain't black. And everyone's like, Joe. <laughs> you know what? I was, you aren't black either, Joe. Why don't you Brian, calm down? I was talking to Brian about this. That, that, I'm not saying the interview was good. It wasn't. But it wasn't bad up until that point. But no. then he ends it with that, and that's all anyone's going to... Well, he, and here's the thing. He didn't end it. He said that, and then his handler comes over and is like, all right, that's okay. it. And Charlamagne's like, you can't do that to black media, which is a fair point. Yeah. And Joe's like, ah, I gotta go. They're feeding me applesauce or whatever the fuck he's been fed on, <laughs> on the side. Just, I, just get me somebody. Listen, <laughs> get me, uh, get me another. Get me some guy like Kennedy or Obama. Just a young dude. Nobody wants yeah. that job. Honestly, I, it, no it was it wants that job. Andrew Yang. Yeah, get me. I was, he was the guy that I was. I was a. I was a Andrew Yang was saying a thousand bucks to everybody, and then yeah. and then COVID hits, and they're like, "Hey, you need twelve hundred. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Like, Honestly, sorry, I was off by two hundred dollars. It was a hashtag Yang Gang for the president. You I know was, how fucking cool that is. I'll t- I, honestly, so I, I like Yang a lot. I saw him on the Rogan podcast. I thought he was great. I liked a lot of what he said. Yeah, and I even took a lot of those those tests. So they're like, if you're not sure, here, just fill this out, and we'll tell you who it is. And it was yeah. Yang. Every everyone I took. Buzzfeed told you. It was Andrew Yang. <laughs> yeah, but I go, I go to them for pretty Buzz, much anything. Though. They also yeah. said kale. Like they also have really good brunch, yeah. brunch recommendations. BuzzFeed's entertaining because I'll be like, okay, they're going to get political. I'm like, oh, there's a top ten list for funniest celebrities. I'm going to look that up. No, right. <laughs> the, George Clooney again? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the no, biggest the, thing is the bullshit with all of this, right? Yeah. So I was in New York right as we were leaving. I go to Whole Foods. I've got groceries that are now 90 days old in my fridge. They're probably juice. <laughs> <laughs> put them in a blender But together. I went to fucking Whole Foods. And no one had a mask on. Everyone was touching shit. They had run out of sanitizer wipes. This? this was like March right the beginning? 16, 17. Beginning, okay. Whole Foods Columbus Circle, right? Nothing was fucking sanitary. Yeah. Subway was dead because everyone knows the subway is dirty anyway. So they automatically want to dodge The transportation it. or sandwiches? Both in New York. Okay. But whole, Subway's a sponsor but whole Foods, they think of that as like, oh yeah, this is a higher end retailer, dude. There is there is no stopping COVID in the city of New York. You, you can't, can't stop that. No, you not, can't stop a like fire that. in New York. You can't stop. You can't stop anything in New York because we put nine million people on a fucking eight square miles. Yeah, <laughs> that's why. The only thing you you can't stop you can't stop anything that happens. You can't even stop a bike that's like like like. Uh, when they're pedaling like right in the main street, like you're gonna. You get know hit. the only thing you can stop in the city of New York. What? Live stand up comedy, five dollars. Yeah. <laughs> that shit was over oh, so shit. fast. Especially, yeah, Quick. you experienced it head on. Quick. I was I I barked one night just to get on at the pair because you know, I'm I'm only I've only put six years into this so yeah. why not get out of the street and demean yourself barking at. 
fucking strangers who walk past you. I did that. Damn. How was did that? You really? No, yeah. What was that like? I have no ego when it comes to comedy, dude. Yeah, you, got, you means, take no, sacrifices. No, I, I mean, I, if it means I, I, I was gotta get on was, and I'm fucking, impressed by that. That's cool. But, but here's my thing. I'll do it. And then, and that was the night I went on at 1.20 a.m. And I fucking hit my set ready to go. Yeah. It was like, it was like six years and one day of bullshit. Yeah. All combined. And that was one, it, that one, that one day of bullshit was the thing that brought the six years up. Did it, did it make it all like that? Did that one set Dude, make I did, it all? I felt, I felt like. Was it that high? You got that high back. Yeah. Well, I felt like you expect to walk, you should expect to walk into New York and go up against killers and die. Mm-hmm. And I walked in there and I held my own. Yeah. And that to me is everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And I've played New York a couple times before. And sometimes you, when I, it's always easier as a visiting comic because when you when you know people but once once you get once there once you get there they're like all right you're well, now you're one of us you piece of shit yeah yeah climb yeah because i'm you're, okay you're, with yeah. that whatever i mean the shitty part would have been if i had barked and i'd have uh not delivered and the worst part would have been if i hadn't barked and bombed yeah now you got guys out in the street that are out there for an hour trying to sell tickets to the show they've brought the crowd in they've killed and then you come in sauntering on the back of whatever laurels you're resting on and yeah. not delivering dude that feels like shit well, well i i need to say something because joe uh we've talked about this before but me and raj know firsthand uh, in this city in cleveland people uh people that just start doing comedy like they'll start doing an open mic yeah they think they deserve stage time you've mentioned that a few uh, times i never yes. viewed it as that uh, maybe maybe I have. I mean, I don't. I don't think I have. I'm, uh, I consider myself pretty humble. But a lot of people think that. Oh, I'm here. Put me on because I deserve it. And just just getting the the validation from Raj, someone who's been doing it for six years, who has worked at Hilarities over here in Cleveland. Well, honestly, one of the best clubs in the country that has to sell these tickets just for people that have done like four sets with zero jokes for five minutes. Being hey, no, why aren't you putting me on right now? It's this. It's it's honestly the funniest thing. It's it's a strange. I'm not gonna understand that obviously because I've never yeah. done it. But I mean, it's a. It's just such a strange mentality because I think you have to have, the confidence for sure to do something like that. Yeah. But there's a fine line, especially in scenarios like that, between confidence and, quite frankly, delusion. Yeah. Eric, why? Why, yeah, why is there Kruger going on? There's yeah. a lot of delusion. Why, just why, not why only do you Cleveland, think that you've earned the right to do something that these five people over here have been doing for years. This is your first day, and you're like, "Nah, get me in there." That, I, it, it's, it's a, a weird. It's a weird mentality. It's like everyone thinks themselves is okay. So if you like dark comedy, and you're doing your third mic, you think you're at the same level as Anthony Jeselnik. When in reality, you don't know that that dude was. When Anthony Jesnick first started, I don't know. I mean, I never saw him with like his first mic, obviously. But he put everyone, but you bomb. I think, like, uh, yeah, look, Burr is bombed. Yeah. Chris Rock is bombed. Chappelle's bombed. Everyone's bombed. I don't know if Chappelle's bombed. Ever? <laughs> you think Chappelle <laughs> just Chappelle's went on the first time? Bombed. He's like. Well, technically, he. I mean, this is how. I don't know if this counts. The as Detroit bombing. show? Is that what you're talking yeah, about? Uh, yeah, because I, yeah. I saw him in Pittsburgh. Uh, and it turned. Maybe it wasn't. The, either way. I saw him in Pittsburgh uh, at the three. It was awesome. It was a great, great, great show. Mm-hmm. But the show, literally right before that, is when I think a lot of that Rick James shit was going on. When people were yelling, he just fucking said "fuck" yeah, and walked yeah. off stage. Yeah. And I remember because like we were going there, and my wife was just like, "Hey, did you see what happened at his last show?" And I'm like, "Oh fuck, I really hope that doesn't happen." Yeah. But I don't know if that counts as bombing. <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> no, I don't. Think I don't it think does. it does. Not for him. 
James um, Dave's the I think it's, 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 it's bombing. I think it's bombing that it's not deliberate. Yeah. 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 True. 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 There's right. a difference between bombing from the audience and just literally being up there, having confidence in everything you're saying, then getting up there and forgetting everything. Well, That's what I consider well, a bomb. Also, with Chappelle, he's he's basically laying down the terms of engagement. Yeah. And if you don't agree with them, it's like saying to a comic, hey, I get to heckle you endlessly and I expect you to succeed. And if you don't, you're bombing. That's bullshit. Yeah. You know, it's fun. It's just in all the, and I, I'm not a comic, but... I have actually seen. I've been a fan of comedy for a long time. I've seen mm-hmm. a lot of shows. Yeah. I've only seen. I'm not even sure this even counts as being a heckler. I've only seen it really once. Yeah, which I think is good. Is good. Um, I yeah. don't know how often it actually happens, but the one time that I, if I were to see it, that I did see it. What hecklers are bombing? Was at Dina's. Oh, the, the, you, you were at the one Dina show where the the dude was right behind me, heckled oh, Alex think... Gatlin from L.A. Were you there? Uh, no, I wasn't at he, that one. Anytime I've ever been at Dina's, I've absolutely crushed and left immediately after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's. It was uh so uh this this was actually right <laughs> this was right when uh when Brian was starting on the when I asked him to be on the podcast and he was right when he was starting, and he's like do this Dina's thing. I was like cool. Was so it Alex had, and Rachel? Alex and Rachel, yeah, of course. Yeah. I think they're, this, they're they were great. People. I, saw are, him, this I saw was... them after your show at LVT. Yeah, they yeah. were great. Alex uh, the, and they were great. Yeah, they're they're they have a they have a they have a great they have they a have good great podcast. Stuff. Oh, Josh yeah. was there too, didn't Josh Lawhorn? Yeah, 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 yeah. Josh was there. was there. A couple of Brat, maybe one other person was there. But there was a. Uh, it was funny because uh, so uh, Chris and I were like, let's go five bucks would be fucking cool. It's a great room. Yeah, uh, I was really surprised to see it's like this upstairs room. It's a really great place to see. It's a different Brian the- too. I'll be honest. I'm out of it. I'm just I, like. Blah, 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 blah. I don't know. To, I think to answer your question somewhat. I think that if you watch anything at a professional level, it can be made to look deceptively easy. Right? So you watch you, how oh, many armchair quarterbacks do you have yeah. for any given sport? Comedy is the same. and But comedy is different in the sense that people hate to be told that they are not funny. Because funny seems accessible. It's not physical. It seems innate. It's but, easy in the right situation. But well, it's, it's a takes, trait to most people. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's not a profession. It's a trait. It's a personality mm-hmm. type. Or oh, what's his name? Oh, he's a funny dude. Like, that's a common yeah. thing that gets yeah. said about people. So they think it's they think that that translates into what you do, and there's a, obviously a lot more. And, and the yeah. thing is, mm-hmm. okay, so if you're six and you hit a home run, and then you're seven and you hit, you know, into the outfield, and then you're starting to clear bases, and now you're bunting, that you can feel the steady decline in your ability versus professionals, and that's why there's leagues. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In comedy, there are no such leagues. There's just famous people and and really good comedians, but there's no classified like minor league, major league distinction. There's no metric that you can measure funny on because it's subjective. Yeah. Is there kind of one though in terms of you got open mics, regional, someone that tours? Yeah, but if you're a moron watching it from the outside of the fucking comedy club, you're gonna be like, oh, nope. there's no, I, there's nope. no levels to this. There's shit. always very one guy at a comedy yeah. club that's like, I could do this. This nope. guy very, sucks. Very, very do you know good. what the level to this is? Oh. It's Ron White. I gotta smoke a cigar and drink whiskey, and yeah. I can be a funny guy. No, nope. no fucking shit. And my after, wife thinks after I'm the funny. road show that did happen. Yeah. yeah, a friend of mine asked me. He's like, you should. You should have me on. I'm like, I'm not gonna. I've known you 20 years. I don't fucking think you're funny at all. <laughs> but I was like, hey, you know what? Brian doesn't open mic. I, I'll let me see if we can put you on, so you'll stop telling me about this because you are not funny. Once you how, tell someone this? that, they I'll, give up. I'll lay down what I and I was, I've been thinking about this a lot over the last week, two weeks. I will lay down. People have asked me, right? Especially through the COVID era. People have asked me, how do I start in comedy and all this? And I before I used to tell them, go to an open mic, do this, do that. 
Nowadays, it's more like my answer looks a lot like this. Okay, imagine you have moved three states and put six years in in some of the toughest environments you can imagine. Built up a scene in a state that shouldn't technically like you. It's 96% white. Most of those people vote Republican. You're a brown bearded person. Whatever your politics are, they are the exact opposite and they are the majority. Now you do that for three to five years. And once that ends up sort of panning out for you, and you think you're kind of funny, move to a bigger city. Find out that most of the fucking people there on that scene are funny, and they can crush you. And not only are they funny and they can crush you, because they could do that even when you were in the South, these people are also now touring comics. They have credentials, they've worked with famous people, they routinely do it, and they make money doing it, and this is their only source of income. Fine, get to year six. Move to a big-ass fucking city, one of only two cities where most people try to make it, New York or L.A., uh -huh. right? And have your shit shut down one weekend. And then you get asked the question, would you go back? Because the risk is death from a respiratory illness in the middle of the world's largest pandemic that you have ever known in your lifetime. I look at that question. My sister asked me it. She was like, if you go back and you get sick and you die, what then? Would you do it? And my answer is yes. Yeah. So when you can say yes to all those questions and you stop saying, oh, well, my friends think I'm funny. It's like, all right, we're I on know different that girl, levels. I know Kelsey and she's not funny. I would, <laughs> I would. This sounds dramatic, but I would die for my shit because no, no, I, don't I don't feel as alive yeah, I don't think without it. Does. it. Yeah, I, I, I will say, but like talking to, obviously talking to you a couple of times. Yeah. Obviously spent a lot of time with Brian. I, I, I think that the because of the nature of what the end game is for – someone that's telling jokes that just make people laugh. I don't think people take it as seriously because at the end of it, it's just laughing. They're like, what a cool job this would be to have beers and talk to some people and make friends and make people laugh. How cool. On the surface, of course, anyone that doesn't know anything about it, it looks very, it's, it's incredibly appealing. Yeah, it's not super difficult. But it's scary. the aspect of this, like, I mean, I mean, again, we've joked around about this, but yeah. tell, take the other aspects of it, of course. The stuff that you and Brian are very, very well aware yeah. of. Writing your own jokes, uh, trying to be original, trying to not repeat yourself, trying to actually insecure you know, about stuff we're confident about. Yeah, insecure stuff you're confident yeah. about. Trying it's to be, you. trying to be real. <laughs> you. Stuff that people can relate to. Then you get to try to kind of like build a following. Yeah. And again, you're not working for a company. You're an independent contractor. You're building your own following. So you're talking to people after the show, like, hey, give me your email. I'll let you know where I'm here. It's not Follow me on work, this. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of other stuff that I think kind of goes into that. And then. The hardest thing I think to, to, to that I don't think people really think about is if you want to make this into a quote unquote career, this is right up there with like NBA, NFL, MLB stats. If you, the, the superstars, I mean, how many super, super, Ten. superstars? Ten over the last 30 years. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. And you can name them, and everyone knows them. Yep. And a lot but of them think are about funny. those people that have been touring and, and doing it for, for 30 years. You have no idea who they are. They're funny, 100%. Yeah. But the people that have just been doing that for 30 years, and that's their fucking job. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of people that even aren't delusional that are like, oh, yeah, like a lot of people go on the right path with comedy. A lot of people will work hard. They will they will move up. Uh, but the one dif the one difficult thing about comedy is that like every time I write a joke, like I'll write like like Raj, you know, like you write a joke, yeah, and it's funny and it works, right. and you keep doing it. But then you move on personally. But then you got to keep looking you at that joke because it's funny. Clowning the joke. You, you got to service clown the joke, better. and so so yeah. it's like okay. So when normal people, when normal people think about something, they move on from it. As a comedian, I got to think about that because I'm like, oh, that's funny. So I can move on from it. 
But there could, I could have one bad day to where all these insecure things I've thought about just hit me, and then it's like, whoa, then it becomes overwhelming. But guess what? I got to do two mics tonight. I'm, I'm getting paid to do this show, so I have to do them. I'm going to play my cool, then I'm going to go I'll, home and be I'll like, I'll tell all you right. what, man. I worked – okay, so moving to Cleveland was a difficult experience for me for – plethora of reasons yeah i worked more than i've ever worked that year mm -hmm. i put 200 sets in in 365 days which is not a lot i've I probably seen a quarter of them too yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. by city comic that's not a lot but yeah. you got to remember that i basically drove 30 minutes south uh down to orville yeah i drove an hour up to the city and i drove 30 minutes back down to fairlawn and when i was in the city we would do four mics in a night sometimes sometimes we would do one yeah and you were working during the and during I was the doing morning a, day doing a nine to five and yeah. i was doing a five to midnight every day and mm -hmm. going to bed at one and sleeping and uh, that was it that was my daily routine mm -hmm. there were very few days i would take time off on saturdays to go shooting at the range literally to blow off steam it's and like one day you have to yourself that's how you know it's bad when brown dudes are like i need to shoot guns to feel, <laughs> <laughs> to feel better i don't myself. care what people think yeah. i don't care how bad Dude, it looks i'm gonna be here kind of <laughs> but i mean um, that that's another i think that's another kind of aspect of that is that the people that are watching you guys on stage they're yeah. watching you on stage and they think that's your gig it's, it's like acting they don't like, know that you have one sometimes two other gigs yeah that support you while you try to work on this oh, craft yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and, I mean, and it's it, not their responsibility to know i agree um i wasn't i wasn't even suggesting you know that you thought otherwise i, I think it's it's imperative to never factor the excuse in for yourself well and the only reason i brought that up yeah. is because I think that's what plays into the stupid thing we were just talking about as someone who actually thinks they can see that and just do it. Because they don't think about They just no. see someone on stage like, remember that time that we were at fucking TGI Fridays and I had oh, all yeah, you guys yeah. in stitches? Just put me up there. It's the same goddamn <laughs> I thing. I could totally this, this do it. This is the guy that thinks he can beat you on a 40, but he forgets you've been practicing all morning. This yeah. is the guy he's that's watched three UFCs and thinks he's I haven't played basketball in three days, fuck. but let's play one-on-one, -on -one, even though you're in the G League. Yeah, exactly. And I don't want to hype us up too much. I'll tell you, the hardest part of COVID, uh, whatever the fuck it was, is actually an excess of energy for me. I'm used to working 16-hour sure. days. It's, I, it's I, weird not doing it. No, I, I think that's a very do real it, thing. Your brain that, that, that's crippling. Mm -hmm. like that's just, mentally and well, physically it's, crippling. It's a change. It's a change of not yeah daily routine. Yeah. Where when it changes, not only not only when it changes, but when it changes abruptly. Well, you kind of like, just what mapped do I do? out right there in terms of like, for uh, just say your your normal work day and then your 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 comedy day. Yeah. You mapped out about fourteen hours. No, more than that. Well, well, that's easy, 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 easy sixteen. Well, that's what I mean, easy. Hours. So fourteen or sixteen. Yeah. You mapped out sixteen hours where a comedian that maybe was working and then all of a sudden doing sets and all of a sudden, literally, your sixteen hours just goes down to zero. Yeah. So that is mentally and physically, financially, emotionally, every thing that ends in Lee draining. Yeah. <laughs> it well, all. I mean, I'll really tell you, it took it, me it really a while. Is. Yeah. yeah. The first couple, the first sort of three, four weeks is like, oh, fun, cool, finally mm -hmm. holiday. And then like weeks five through eight, that's where I kind of saw, you see the the thunderclouds in the distance. Yeah. Started working out extra hard, uh, got in relatively good shape, fixed my diet, got in touch with a buddy who's a personal trainer, put together literally a writing staff on my pilot of 10 comics, literally like, hey guys, whatever the fuck, go dissect my pilot, throw me, throw me bits. Yeah. And they did. Uh, My bad on that, by the way, too. Yeah, I, re I actually revoked your writing privileges. <laughs> oh, congratulations. But I, I, yeah, taught, I taught myself good. how to screenwrite, and now I'm working on two or three different projects at the same time. Cool. 
Um, much better connection with the family. Much, much better connection mm-hmm. with my own You know, it's health. he and I have talked about that, too. I mean, I, I, I've, in the last three months, have talked to people that I haven't talked to in two years. And that you've wanted talking, to talk to. And now I'm talking to them consistently now. Mm-hmm. I'll put it this way. I let go of some grudges. Even black people. Oh, my God. <laughs> there we go. Wow, Joe. He's Joe. Will we not go in there? I didn't know. No. I thought, okay. We'll see. see what, I thought we were you're crossing. Th- okay. All right, well, no, what? I get it. It was a, it was frankly, a good. You guys made it, it weird. It was a good joke for what it was. <laughs> right? <laughs> What's up? By the way, Andre, I was really good. I'm so glad we've been catching yeah, up. If anyone gets mad, Andre, Andre not to be like, what the, yeah, like defend Joe is dope. Yeah. <laughs> Joe's a cool you guy. He sent out a tweet. A uh, quick uh, tweet, Andre. That'll diffuse that. Appreciate yeah, it will. Because send out a queef. That yeah, yeah. Send out a queef. It's your Twitter. I don't really care how you. What do you do? Uh, <laughs> Andre's married too. <laughs> it's a weird. I thing. don't know, oh, man. Don't bring that up. <laughs> uh, good. That just took focus off me. <laughs> Look, I I'll, I'll say this. When I lived in Cleveland, Cleveland by every fucking metric is the greatest city in the world I he's just, sucking up because he's staying here I'm, for like three i'm days. not but i am <laughs> it's fucking depressing as hell but i really like people here i, <laughs> I really here. like people yeah, here. i do like it here a lot re- i think everybody here just gets it where they're like ah oh, this fucking place is always great so we might as well have some good times with each other yeah i, think I it's like a, that i think it's a good blend of i think it's hard-working people people that have city pride i think that it's uh there's cool stuff here and at the same time it's not some cool super crowded here, yeah. I, I like it here. Like, I love New York. I, I've been there six, seven times. I got married there. I mean, it's, In New York City? Yeah, we got married Where? There. Just courthouse. Wait, so Where wait, you the... guys lived here, though, right? Why'd you want to get married in New York City courthouse? You know they prosecute criminals for, like, violent crimes in those places? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's why it was such a good deal. That's, yeah, why, uh, that's why it was such yeah. a thrill. I was like, no, let's get we, married uh, in a so bad area. When we yeah. were, it wasn't that bad. You know, we met a lot of nice people. But uh, no, so um, my wife and I have been going there. We've been going there for years. Actually, our anniversary, we usually go to New York every year on our anniversary, which was uh, the uh, the, 20th. Yeah. Ish. I don't know. She ain't gonna hear it. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. I just like the comments. You're like, you know, is it this? Yeah. No, it is. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Let's go. No. But uh, so we we've been there a lot of times. We had a lot of fun. We always try to go at least once a year. We have a lot of fun there. Yeah. We stay in different places every single mm-hmm. time to try it out. And uh, you know, her and I were never really into having a a large wedding. Neither we wanted to go somewhere, get married. And just have fun for four days. And that's what I mean. We did. But honestly, a wedding's between two people, so I mean, sounds like you guys did it right. No, I, it just I had a lot of people come up to me and say like, "I'm still paying my wedding off." I'm like, "Really? Mine yeah, was eight hundred dollars." So difficult well, to me because they make it about other. I, resp- I respect people other people for the financial choices they make, but that's just one that I think, to some degree, I would struggle with. I, I would too. I, I did. I I just I look at it like, man, like you've got to survive. The next 10, 20 years. And well, everyone's like, I mean, a wedding's like... only once. But is it? We're in America. It seems like weddings are two to three times. Yeah. The divorce rate is 50% here. Yeah. Oh, it's fucking so... north of that. It's probably, it's probably 65. You know what I think? Uh, home ownership is only once this year. This is the choice we get to make. Well, and I think that, 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 was, that played a factor into it. We had one discussion about even putting a wedding together, and it ended up with we're both we both almost arrived at the same like we don't fucking want to do this. Yeah, dude. Anytime I hear that statement, like we should spend a ton because we're only getting married once. As soon as I hear that, my brain hits everything is on pause, and then the other side of my brain plays that Britney Spears song that's like. 
Toxic. Yeah, that's I what two happens. sisters. That's the only reason why I know that song. Also, it's fire. Yeah, it's, Keep, a, it's a banger. <laughs> so my whole point is just... <laughs> I don't really like it. It's not on my iPod. I didn't that's, hear no, it on the air. I didn't I'll listen, I didn't listen to banger. it along with crazy. Yeah, the I don't crank to it. I watched yeah. the fucking video. <laughs> Britney Spears dressed as a flight attendant on Etihad. She's wearing yeah, like yeah. a blue outfit. We've never seen it before. Emirates. I have. I love that video. It's a great video. Trying to recoup your fucking mental health mid-quarantine. I did not think it would be quite as difficult as it ended up being. We went through it together. It was I, We would call each other a lot. Yeah, we were calling each other a lot. It was, well, it was a lot of shit. I mean, in, in different ways. I well, mean, I, mean I think a lot of one, The one fucking thing we feel good at... Is gone. It gets taken it's, away. It's poof. And we, and so we both used try, to running shows. Like Yeah, we're not, both producing all the time. Yeah, so, so we're used to being like, all right, yeah, like we're going to get booked, but if we want to do it, like if we want to get our own show, like we don't do it for us, but no, we can that, that, that's do a, it, you know? I you think know, that's, a, that's a very real, especially people who are as active as you two. I'm an active dude, too. You know what I mean? That, that's, you know, I, mean, I, I don't do this. I'm active in different ways. I do other things. But you're living with a companion. Brian and I, what do we have? We just have these Adonis-looking oh, bodies. Yeah, most likely we're both alone. bald men that kind of look similar, but ripped. also look very different. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to Brian throw my success in Brian looks like a Greek goddess your... over there. Yeah. I didn't mean to throw and my Raj success in like your face, guys. a Greek goddess as well. Because <laughs> that's, that's a compliment. No, that's you, why you should quit. Yeah. No, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, you guys, no, no, you're, you guys are really good-looking. Good looking. I, I'm I'm more I'm the light skinned version. I'm the taller light skinned version. How are the, you the Puerto Rican oh, he had one? To say he's taller, the darker light skinned version because those yeah. are better, more more desirable. Yeah, I, I didn't I'm the light skinned version. Tall maybe, light skinned. <laughs> Who cares? I don't, I don't ever hear yeah. anyone say like I really like a light skinned. I'm Nicki Minaj after she got famous. I'm the regular. <laughs> I'm the regular skin version. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm Adele. Who are you? Amy Winehouse. Yuck. Yeah. Hey, I mean, I got a couple more years left. I'm 25. Hey. <laughs> so, oh fuck. She won hey, a right. Grammy. Hey. She didn't. Uh, if I won a Grammy, she lived I mean, hard, but she she got she had some success. Yeah. She went out on top. Yeah. She went out with a bang. Uh, let, me, let, let me ask you a comedy question. You go out top of your game, 27? No. Or, I, I think I think top of my game is probably going to be when I'm like 45 and sad. No, but <laughs> I'm saying if you had a choice, top oh, of your game, 27. Right? If I go, if I go Let's to say you're like a, like a Mitch Hedberg type, right? Rapidly rising through the ranks. But like like NBA, to, like the gone peak too is early. 28. Would you rather be gone too early or... What's that shit? Live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Uh, you know what? I mean, okay. So, so the only I, I can't have an answer. I mean, you know the Johnny Cash route. You know, like that's why I love Walk Hard because they parody, like Dewey Cox. They parodied like Johnny Cash and everything. Like you go through the highs and lows, and then once like once you've like lived some normalcy, then you can reflect, and then your art speaks more than it ever has. You know, or no, but see, for Johnny, it was different. Yeah, I mean, Johnny's was... Arkansas, he salt the earth. He was already the the part that people I'm saying fucking personally. For, okay, because you're partying and shit. If you're fucking successful, you're fucking. You're well, yeah, but I, I I think a lot of the uh, but a lot I think in scenarios like this, like Johnny had a lot of ups and downs, but he was successful the entire time. Oh yeah, no, oh yeah, absolutely. I'm so not saying I, that. I, like, think of it more of a and correct me if I'm wrong in yeah. some of the the, the the scenarios. Like somebody maybe like Samuel L. Jackson. Who is super famous now, but he would didn't get famous until he was like forty eight. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I'd probably like go. I'd probably go the Sam it. route on that one. No, like, no. What I'm saying is, you've produced consistently good art at a B level your whole yes. life, or are you the kid that has all D's and then a bunch of A's and then he's that's it? I go with a bunch of A's at that point, dude. 
I'm going this. I'm going B grade art my whole life. <laughs> yeah. It's not a like, sad thing. There's compounding just, interest I mean, on B grade art that, your whole yeah. life. There's more, <laughs> you that, feed people. That's you almost feed like the, that's almost like yeah. the child actor approach, like where they 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 burn super hard. Like the you're you don't want to be yeah. the Corey Feldman of comedy. No, because then I've never met Michael Jackson, so I mean I'll probably be all right. No, Corey Feldman met people that I'm well, sure. I mean, I don't know the name of the guy that around. diddled you, but I yeah. don't know where <laughs> he was He wasn't as famous as Michael Jackson. No. Someone touched you. <laughs> My uncle's nowhere near as famous as Michael Jackson. <laughs> but I mean, that's I, I well, th- that's a good question, I guess, for both of you. So, um, I, I I have to think that it's pretty common in your guys' profession or, or or desired profession, if you want to call it that, that. Uh, you want that to be your the, your your income, the, the thing that you do. Yeah. So how long? And I don't mean this in a negative way at all. I'm, yeah. I'm genuinely curious because you actually have something that's different than say like a pro athlete. Right. Pro athletes they they make it by 25. That's it for, for the most part. Sure. You guys yeah. like say you make it by 35. Well, you still I'm, got 10 more years. Well, that's yeah, what I mean, yeah. like 35, 40. I mean, you, you can. Like Louis C.K. was thirty-eight before. I mean, he really kind of blew up. I mean, he he honestly was very well known. But I mean, I when I say well known, I mean well known for someone like me. It became super mainstream. That's what I'm talking about. Because that's when people like me start to notice those things. When he was like thirty-seven, thirty-eight is when it really kind of kind of really started blowing up. So is there a is there an age that you're kind of looking at? Is there an age you care there's about? Goals. There's what's, goals. What's for an your age? life plan? Do you have a plan? Uh, you know I what mean, you want there, to do? there's certain little goals that I want to hit. Yeah. So, so since I'm in Cleveland right now. Yeah. Um, my my eventual goal is is to hit a, a New York or an LA. But while I'm in Cleveland, I need to hit these tiny obtainable right. goals over amount of years. I want to be able to one day headline hilarities. Maybe if it's I'm in Cleveland, being realistic, probably not. Uh, you know, but I want to be able to do hilarities enough. I want to do imp- Cleveland improv. I want to do all these little things. And once I feel like I've done as much as I can here, then I go somewhere else and test how good I am. You know, hit it. I, balls I, up. Like, my like, gut says you're not a club comic. You're you're the kind of comic that can do everything from sketch to TV or film. Yeah, well, absolutely that and too. And then I club mean, sets are like a. Like your B play, yeah, but but but, but what but what like my like gut also film. says you're a very average lover. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. By that, the I mean but our I, our, I our, our definition of shit, average Brian. and yours is you want to be a club comic, you could be a club. Well, comic. I, I mean, I, I mean, I have a lot of aspirations. Like, I, I definitely like. I mean, I'd love to hit movies and everything, but that's not obtainable here. Not says in Cleveland. Who? Not, not to me. The the second largest the no. second largest film festival outside of Canada is right here. I, I actually I, I in Cleveland the Russo brothers filmed Black Panther two here. Mm-hmm. Cherry was filmed here. Avengers. How many agents live in Cleveland for acting? It doesn't matter. They all scout here when movies come around. Yeah, maybe Absolutely. you got to go to New York when when a movie is being cast and all this shit. Yeah, but dude, this is where look. Uh, this is where my perspective is different. I'm not white. I don't look white. I can't pass for white, which means that my chances of getting cast are usually in some kind of alternative universe, some B-play bullshit where I'm an extra or I'm like a one-liner guy or I'm doing some racial shit that I don't want to do. Yeah. That's why I literally started screenwriting. I was like, fuck this. I'm not going to wait around for an opportunity to develop. I'm going to just write it for myself. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a lot easier to find five people that will give you a a thousand dollars that allow you to go out and film a pilot yeah. than it is to get cast in one five thousand dollar pilot out of new york where there's three thousand actors they can choose from yeah 
And even in the grand list of comedic actors who are brown, they've got about 20 choices ahead of me. Yeah. So if you operate from that same basis, because you already know how to write as a comic, and you're living in Cleveland where there's plenty of film shit going on. Yeah. Dude, where's your oyster? I, I, I get it, but I, I, I'm focusing on one thing right now. You're the, also like hot and tall. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to be tall. Just you know. <laughs> I wear a lot of stilettos. Yeah. No, but you know, you know what Women I mean. Women flock to this guy, Joe. Have you noticed this? You, ain't, you know what? I, no fucking shit. You said Women that flock the to last time you came on the podcast. Yeah. You were also very adamant that that at the time, yes, Brian was a hot commodity. Brian is the hottest, the hottest commodity Cleveland has known in this last week. <laughs> he is the i he uh, he's the i can also the it's podcast. tuesday so we'll see, that might change my yeah friday. it's gonna change my friday yeah. <laughs> well and, and see i don't see it that raj told me that he's like that's why like we were dude, talking girls he, like he was, brian well, well me and I raj see girls like him first of all girls love tall dudes it's the six foot advantage i'm sorry but that that is a real thing no but it he's is. got a girls, oh, yeah. girls do like tall guys i i have multiple tall friends and i i never and you want to fuck him a little bit i have <laughs> Brian, I'd say we made love, but I don't yeah, want to talk yeah, about that. There's a difference, but I mean, no, the the, the tall thing. Brian is has no thing. thigh gap, d- owing to his substandard penis, but that's also <laughs> what allows him to close the gap with women. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I mean, I'm not really clarified on it, but I'm gonna go with your word. I feel like you're defending. No, dude, Brian's something. a great guy. Here's what it is. I've seen, I've seen, I've seen Brian, Brian is the. Uh, it, uh, I've seen I, him in action. Dude has a good heart. Oh, I thought you were like, I've seen him no, talk. No, I haven't. <laughs> but he's, he's got a good heart. He's funny, right? And he's like relatively good looking tall guy. He can pull it off. I I, I don't believe, I mean, I, I don't doubt anything you said except for the no, if, thing. That's if, on, that's if on he you. was two shades browner with a beard, it doesn't work. You know how I know? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, no, see, the, the, I don't see it like that for the, me. But honestly, the, but the, I, I do agree with a lot of what he said because I, when, uh, when I had to find a replacement, for the for the co-host, yeah, I literally only called one person. I called you. Yeah, I definitely it. wanted the job, but you guys <laughs> fucking Fuck white, white conglomerate over yeah, here. Yeah, you guys haven't had this conversation. I might have had it separately with you guys. I don't know what happened. No, I just I I was doing the podcast with a white ball guy, and I needed a very easy transition. Yeah, yeah. and uh, Brian was the obvious choice. Yeah, I mean a brown bald guy. That's I wouldn't know hard. what to do. That's difficult. This is this is like college. It's like all right, I, like my my blonde ex just broke up with me. Where's another blonde? Oh, there's another sorority. Aha! But I met Were this you sorority. A also, knew you weren't. No, staying I wasn't. Here. Huh? I knew you weren't staying here. What, what do you mean? Yeah, you talked about you. You were talking about moving for probably. I mean, you yeah, have to play. because you, I, you were, my, uh, and then that's not a, a knock. It just, I, I, no, my plan I was always that Brian to come was, here. I, I knew move, that Brian was moved to whatever next yeah. city, and I hadn't decided what that next city was. Yeah, because it it was partly locked in with some other decisions that I was making. Waiting for an opportunity and everything. Yeah, it's, well, it's, yeah, I was dating somebody at the time. I was looking to yeah. see where they went. Exactly, and and those things didn't work out. That's all right. But New York was at some point in my life part of the plan. And I, that's that was actually part of my decision too. Yeah, it wasn't because I, you had we had a great discussion right. when you came on. I, I it was I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, um, I got the, a lot of good feedback on it too. Sorry, uh, I'm listening to this. It's like yeah, I wanted to be on the podcast. Well, I was gonna call. This is like a hookup that like didn't fully happen. That's what it sounded like. It's like no, no, I really liked you. I mean, I just kind of just was in something else, and it was like oh, I was <laughs> I talking just, to somebody else. I wanted else. to take a shot at what you would consider the big leagues at some point in my life. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. There's a couple of big cities. There's New York and LA. 
There's also Denver, Chicago. I was going to say, I actually heard Denver. There's was, Denver, yeah. Chicago, Boston. Would you say Cleveland's South. like a little bit below Chicago and Denver? Yeah, because they don't, I mean, and here's why. Yeah. I think Denver, Chicago, and Boston, and um, I don't know if I want to say, like San Francisco, I like. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they all also have improv as an option and that's why they build up as bigger scenes yeah cleveland has a big stand-up scene i don't know if we have a big improv scene yeah so what about other we have good improv folks i don't yeah. know if it's a yeah big uh, yeah I, I, i'm not in the scene what I, about I what about other ones well, what about ones that people don't, don't know about like uh in like in austin or in nashville austin's got a great scene yeah. nashville yeah, austin's has a another good place scene. that uh, i would love to have lived austin. in the south if i think of the south austin nashville atlanta? dallas has some fantastic what about like in atlanta Atlanta has some great comics. Because some of these I knew, like Boston, yeah. I knew because I mean that's that's where Burr, Leary, yeah, uh, you got some you know, fantastic. Comics that's from where a lot there. of them came. I knew they had a good scene because they constantly talk about it. Yeah, but it's the other, the other ones that I because you mentioned like the the two, if you want to call them the mecca, obviously the New York, LA. the meccas, the, yes. yes, New York and LA are where you go if you want to do film, TV, and comedy. Yeah, if you want to kind of like diversify, you can right. maybe do anything. The but there are others I've ever heard Chicago because there's second second city. Second city. There's things like that there. Uh, I live Cle- right next to Second City, New York. Actually, do you really? Yeah, they they and they've closed it since <laughs> because of COVID. Oh well, yeah, obviously. Um, yeah, there are. It depends on what your primary field of study is. Uh, that's a good point. Okay, New York. So this is the best quote I've ever, I've heard about this to explain it. New York is where you go to get good. L.A. is where you go to get famous. And Which you I do it in that very, order. Well, I think that's a that's a very important distinction too. New York is where you go to really so you can hit way more mics because they're in a much denser yeah. proximity. And not to make this all about comedy for those that aren't solely into comedy, but New York, just by sure virtue of the fact that it is eight nine million people packed into four to eight square miles versus LA's like urban sprawl. It, it means that you can access a lot more of what you want to do in a much more finite space. The downside, your apartment's going to be tiny. In L.A., you get a bigger, better lifestyle that's warmer, but it's all spread out over the fucking city. You're going to do a lot more driving. That is the primary difference between the two cities. So, so take it outside of the, the, the comedy realm. Try yeah. Because if you're saying L.A. famous, New York good. Yeah. The way so what I heard put it in terms of like a like a uh, like sure a TV, you get good in well, LA put it in terms of like a TV show. Yeah. So uh, L A Big Bang Theory, uh, New York The Wire. Sure. I, I view w- when you say that that's kind of what I view. Isn't it as The in, Wire Baltimore? Well, I'm, I'm viewing. Well, <laughs> I also don't know if the Big Bang yeah. Theory is done in L A. Yeah. But yeah. what I what I mean in terms of that is being famous, being good, because there is a distinction between that. There are famous people that. I mean, there are exceptions to every rule. The The reason that's said is from a stand-up perspective, if you go to New York, you will hit more mics in one night. You're going to have more touch points. You're going to have more opportunities to try material over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. before. And that's what it takes to get good. It takes a lot of batting practice. Okay, so, so the comment wasn't necessarily about... Uh, it- you have more opportunity to get good. Get good in New York, but in LA, you Not might wait three that. hours well, at a mic and never go up. Well, yeah, Cle- Cleveland. Some of the crowds. I mean, if there's like two or three shows in one night, the crowd will move with the comics. So yeah. not only not only that, but the comics will be at the same shows. You see people follow it from from mic to mic. Sometimes. And I I will see the same. I will be on a show with a couple people, and I will see them do the same set they did in front of not the same audience, but a good amount of the same audience. Yeah, and. I mean, yeah, what, New York, for example? I mean, Raj knows. But does, well, the, the, it's so, the art scene's so big over there. Again, really no experience there. 
But there's there's a different audience everywhere you go because it's such a big city. Again, with coronavirus, everything the population is completely more vast. Is over here? There's way more people over there. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's 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 such a and again, I'm glad we're having the discussion because I obviously here with two comedians and one not even fucking close. But I mean, in terms of being able to kind of understand the way that it's viewed on the outside of what you guys do. Yeah. Um, the, even, I, I think the, the the very thing that the common thing that I think every every person in the smart or dumb understands, yeah, New York, LA, of course you want to go there long term if you want to kind of make a quote unquote career out of it. Or yeah. at least make a go of making a career mm-hmm. out of it. But I don't think that a lot of people know exactly what goes into all these things. Like you, you like Raj had mentioned in if I'm misquoting, I apologize, but something in terms of like there's no defined, you know, minor league or anything like that. To an extent, I kind of disagree with that. Only because why would you disagree? Wait, 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 yeah, be, because of what we, because of the levels of that. Because mm-hmm. we're talking about open mics in certain cities, then we're talking about regional in certain cities, then we're talking about if you want to call New York and LA the pros, that is kind of a hierarchy to an extent, and that is kind of a level to an extent. Like in your opinion, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm I'm generally asking. Yeah, can somebody or I'm sure someone can get famous by not doing what you guys do in New York or LA. Yeah. But would you say the chances are significantly higher by doing what you do in New York and LA? I I, th- I think it's easier to. I, I think if you can make your name in a small town, uh, it definitely helps in a. Uh, it definitely helps probably in a big town. But I, but the only, the only reason why I'm saying that is because, um, like I wherever you go, it's like with any job. With comedy, if if you like Raj knows, if you go to if he goes to New, like he's been in New York, he's seen shitty comics. Yeah, you know there's there's gonna be it's like a cop or like you know any type of job. There's gonna be bad people at that job. Oh no whether no the no, last, no doubt no yeah doubt, yeah no doubt. So so I think I think the thing is more of with comedy. I mean, it's not about oh no, like I'm in this scene and I feel like I'm better than it or worse than it. It's it's a point to where it's like, all right, are you fucking funny or what? Like, like, well, like, I, I agree, but I mean, isn't there a difference between funny in, say, Dayton, Ohio versus funny in New York? Yeah, I mean, funny's no. funny. Funny's funny. You don't think so? Funny is funny. No funny is funny. If, you, if you're good enough, if you have enough confidence See, I, and you're good enough, you have enough material, you can, you, you, I could do, if, no, I, if, if I could I do mean, half an hour in Cleveland and I get laughs, if I did one show in New York and I got booked on it for 10 minutes. Um, <laughs> bomb hard. No, I think I mean I, I if if I have enough wisdom and I have enough knowledge, I have enough jokes, I could figure out that crowd and okay. I could probably do well. I'm not saying it's going to happen because so that's not comedy. So here's where I but. potentially disagree. Only, and again, I, I'm asking because I don't know. So when I think of a place, and, and and I'm sticking with this kind of a stupid example. Yeah. But Dayton, Ohio versus New York yeah. City. People in Dayton, Ohio probably know what's going on in Dayton, Ohio. Yeah. New York is a transplant state, a transplant city where people are probably more versed in everything. So you may have a more universal appeal to talk about more stuff. I don't, think, I don't think it's any of that. You don't? I think mm. you get more at-bats outside of New York and Cleveland than you do in New York. Like in New York, it's it's a struggle to get stage time in LA even more so. And, and like Cleveland, it's easier. And Arkansas is easier than that. Actually, Arkansas was kind of hard because we didn't have a ton of shows. I think my point is you can get more stage time, more practice outside of the city, but in the city, your risk reward is a lot different. Yeah. 
So, like, if you're really good in New York, you might get booked on a showcase that somebody important might be watching. You're good here, you, you might play a better room, or you might play yeah. Hilarities, which is a great club. And if you're bad here, you'll still find support. If you're bad in New York, they'll just tell you you're bad without yeah. you asking. They'll be like, hey, man, that kind of <laughs> sucked. Like, you really got to go to the drawing board. You're not allowed here anymore. You shouldn't really <laughs> play here. No, no, that's a good... It's no, that doesn't happen in no, Cleveland. No, no, you don't get bumped not. down the ranks easy. Okay, so that's good in terms of what I because I think that debunks what I just said. But I feel like that might kind of play into the level discussion we had, the minor league, the major league. I feel like that is kind of. The I think it's different for everybody. I mean, it depends on if you're fucking ready. Like what 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 I have been doing is I'm like okay, I I will realize if a joke works or doesn't work. I will still test new stuff out, but I'm if if it's a hot room. If it's a really hot room, I feel like I have enough wisdom to understand what jokes I can do and can't do. So kind of describe a, way, a hot room. Did, yeah, did, and I'm not wise by any did, fucking means. I'm an idiot. Describe what, what you mean by a hot room and how you kind of identify if, if, if there's a, if, if Okay, so let's say I'm performing. Let's say I'm the third comic on this show. Yeah. And the, th- the two comics before me are super, like, their jokes, the jokes that they've Just been working going. on for years are hilarious. Yeah. But no one's laughing. In my mind, I'm like, okay. They don't like fucking actual jokes. I need to build to an actual joke. I'm going to fucking talk to these people. I want to I want to connect with them and then I start laughing. Like, okay, you guys actually fucking care a little bit. And then maybe t- and test a joke out if it works. Keep yeah. doing the fucking set. If not, just fucking have fun with it. Because if people aren't, there are shows where people, you, Raj, you know, there are shows where people are not into it. And you know that. We've, yeah, we did yeah, a show yeah. in yeah, West Park over that. here. Yeah. Remember, it was, uh, there's there's really funny girl, Katie Moynihan. She, she didn't do yeah. it for a minute. Oh, yeah, yeah. She didn't do it for a minute. She she was not doing well in this show. There was It wasn't a lot of people in this show. There was, there was like where, six where couples. Was it? Spider's uh, show? Yeah, Spider's show. There, there, was like, there was like six couples. Yeah, Remember yeah, this? Yeah. And she was doing all these really funny jokes. I was making but fun they, of Katie. I was like, didn't you quit? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she didn't do it for like two months. Yeah. But, but, no, <laughs> she didn't do it for like six months. Oh, yeah. She started dating a guy and <laughs> just he, dropped out of comedy. Well, 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 what happens is while she's doing her set, she, she is, all respect to Katie, but she is bombing. And me and Raj are talking, and we remember we're laughing. I don't like, know she was bombing. She wasn't. She wasn't having the best night. Yeah, it wasn't having the best night. See, but, this but we is were, the difference we were, between Cleveland and New York. New York, they'd be like, "Yep, she fucking sucked. She should have left, uh, moved to New Jersey right away." Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I was like, "Oh God," because I was up next. Yeah. And I remember I was like, we were laughing because we Raj were just making it. jokes, and then honestly, but honestly, at the same time, because because I went up and I just riffed. Yeah. I riffed on a bunch of jokes and it worked. And I left and you went up and I only heard great things about you. So we did good. But also, I want to know you weren't listening to the set. You just heard reviews. I heard great. Well, no, I was talking to Spider <laughs> everything. They were like, oh, yeah. I, well, I heard yeah, great well, things. From I really those, can't stand There were only six people in the room. I thought I should probably leave. That well, was too many I had to. People. I had to do my show. I had to do their show. But, but, but uh, the point of this is that I don't know how many shows. <laughs> I don't know how many shows Raj and I have been on that Do we got we got nervous. booked on them. We did the show in fucking Avon, Avon to where Lake. it was a shit. <laughs> was it Avon? Shit show. It was a shit show, and we were we were at the, we had the points where I was like, all right, where were you at in Avon? Uh, I forgot the fucking bar. I don't know the name of the bar. It was a I lot can of remember people the there. promoter, but I we don't know sa- the name. we saved this fucking show. This one comic went up before it was it was no the... he look let's let's be fair. The comic was a good comic. Mm-hmm. Jeremy, Jeremy was a good comic. Jeremy, yeah, he, he didn't have a good night. The promoter came up beforehand and was like, "Hey, will all of you do, like, how much you guys want to do? Twenties a piece, ha ha ha." Mm-hmm. And and we're all like, "Yeah, whatever." And gave us you, some money. If you, as a promoter, phrase it that way, then you should expect that comics will take no matter where they are on the bill, they're going to take as much time as they can. 
the reality is, if you got a younger, newer comic, you should probably restrain them to a limited amount. Of he time. didn't know who he was booking, pretty much. And so his first comic thought that the guy was kidding, and he wasn't. So he went mm-hmm. up on a twenty-minute set, did six, and the promoter went up and was like, "Uh, get back up here." What? Yeah, literally. Yo, was this, like, yeah, yeah, this was awful. And by the way, we had idea. watched we had watched this guy. It's a cold start, right? So fair enough. Like it's not easy to get a crowd going. And we looked at him, and we kind of saw some cracks starting to appear. We, we, yeah, we watched it happen. And and we were like, hey, man. We looked at the promoter. We're like, we got the time. Don't even worry about it. If he comes off, and he comes off early, we'll cover it. So he walked on the stage and said, get oh, back I, up here. No, well, no. he was hosting so, and headlining, which is kind of He was funny. hosting, headlining, <laughs> and promoting the gig. It was yeah, all yeah. <laughs> It was a cluster. We didn't know emotions. it at the time that he was the headliner. Huh. I thought I was headlining Yeah, the yeah. Shit. I, because he asked us, which one of you guys wants yeah. to headline? We're like, yeah, I'll take And that's Raj, never absolutely. a good question, because I'm like, obviously, he like his Raj. Brian's fucking thing in life is that he's better looking so i get to be the fun <laughs> uh, so this this guy goes up does a short set comes off and we told him as soon as the guy was coming off we're like we got the time don't worry yeah promoter goes up and he's like ber- berates the guy and force him back on he, he starts talking he's like yeah i paid you. I, I already Mike embrace the well, well he goes yeah. i already paid you guys you're going back on he's like getting, uh, i'm so getting my you owe me worth. 14 more minutes of material here bud Why and then he leaves and then the guy on? comes back by the way the guy shorted me 10 bucks i remember I'm not gonna name who the promoter was because I don't think it's relevant. Yeah. But and then here's what you don't know. Here's what here's what you don't know about Brian before the show. Brian had was so hungover that I drive him out to fucking Avon Lake after picking (laughs) him up from work. Throws up in the parking lot. I go inside. I get a thing of water. I go to the bathroom and come back out. This man has a shot and a beer in front of him. Oh, I was puking in the parking lot, and then I I was like, because I was hungover all day, and then we go back in, and then I just immediately order a shot and a beer. And he drank both, and he went up, and I was like, this fucking idiot, and and he crushed. He brought the room back. I go up. I do my time. Kills it. So so we basically come off. Oh, we 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 saved the fuck. We we were the funniest fuckers. Yeah, I don't want to toot my own horn too much, but we did good. We brought the room back. It was great. A busy room. It's hard to work the crowd. I don't think there's anything wrong with doing that. Well, with comedy, yeah, but it is. People people were not into it at all. People did not want to be at the comedy night, and then all of a sudden we are both on there and. What were you gonna say? They they brought. We end up going back on after that. Well, this is the part that I don't. Okay, so. We come off. <laughs> We're sitting at a table. It's just me and Brian. Our first comic has already left the building. And I'm I'm pissed because of the way the promoter treated him. Sure. Yeah. I, did, I just didn't think that was the right thing. I'm to pissed do. too, but also I'm kind of getting back into it. because Well, Brian is non-confrontational. He was in charge of judging a contest where he gave every fucking person a draw and a roast <laughs> So Brian is not this exactly. This is the roast. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you were yeah, I'm not saying you anything, but I'm not I should have hosted. I should have. You shouldn't no. judge again. Yeah, we'll we'll get back to some that. guy comes up to us and he's like, and this is midway through the host slash headliner slash promoters set, and he's like, I'll give you, I'll give you a hundred dollars. Go back over there, and we just will you just do five minutes, like five minutes each. This is my friend's birthday, and he says it just like that. <laughs> oh, he was hammered, and we were like, ah, oh, thanks, man, but we can't. We really, it would just be really shitty of us to do that. To this guy that's now the headliner, yeah, <laughs> and also the who also runs the show oh, yeah, and hosts yeah, it. Yeah. So, and that's then fair. they come up again and ask us, 
And so we then finally that. the headliner guy, he comes off fucking 10 minutes early. You remember that? Yeah. He, he came fucking, off early. We're hanging out. We're kind of listening to the set, acting like we're listening. And then he comes <laughs> up to, and then he comes up to us and he's like, hey, uh, this guy over there said he would give us some money if you guys went back on. Do you want to do it? And so I'm like, okay. And I go back. I go back up and I'm like, but let's do it together. Right? Like, it'll be all three of us and that way no one feels bad about the shit and honestly me and raj i was still kind of sober the headliner yeah. he was hammered we did we we had headliner, a good time quotes the yeah. fucking guy never gave us a hundred dollars he never gave us a hundred bucks and you know he fucking gave it to the fucking the dude who ran the show did he the headline he based off the story dude, we just told i just 40, thought about that it, gig yeah. paid me 40 bucks me as well yeah round trip it's not even worth the gas no you uh, give me gas money for that Probably owe me. Did what? Yeah, I probably do owe you gas money. I definitely owe you gas money. You picked me up from work and yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> what can we say to the guiltless listeners that they would want to hear that's not comedically related? Well, I think for some of this, it is comedically. I, I think people people I like hearing about discussion. comedy on this podcast. I, I do really? think it's a good discussion because I think a lot yeah. of people don't understand kind of what goes into it. They don't understand what like a norm. Again, like you know, yeah. I mean, we've talked about it before. Like you know, you're doing the. Uh, you're talking about just going out to Avon. You, you guys have this entire story about going out to Avon, yeah. Avon Lake, and, and having all this problem with the promoter, and you know the the headliner getting drunk, and this happened, and people trying to bribe you into their fucking five or ten minutes, whatever like that. Yeah. Everyone's like, my God, it's a crazy story. And then you guys, you're like, yeah, that's one day for that's us. That's one day, yeah. Yeah, There's some great and shit I, too. I think that's Fairport Harbor is fantastic. Oh, yeah, I think that's that that's important to 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 think about in terms of kind of thing. And I don't I don't mean to keep circling back to that, but yeah. the thing where people think, oh, I can just do this. Yeah. Here's the thing I never want to take away from people because there are, in my time spent in comedy, there's pieces of shit that want to do comedy for their own ego. There's non-pieces of shit that want to do comedy for their ego. And I'll qualify myself as one of those people. I'd say the same thing start, as well. Your, your ego sort of takes over. You think, oh, I'm good at this, or this is a thing I'm good at. You need reality checks. You need to get your ass kicked. Mm-hmm, yeah. And it, it happens. If you stay in this business long enough, somebody will kick your ass at some point. It's, there's always going to be an act that is so hard to fucking follow, sure. whether it's for yeah, one yeah. night or forever, that it just makes you question what the fuck but, you've been doing for years. But isn't it... Respectfully, isn't it still kind of about? There has to be an ego involved. Well, yeah, there is an ego, but you got to keep it in check. But I think the best just over time work on their skills, and they forget about the ego part. Is are my skills being recognized? And this is for any field on earth. When your ego speaks to you, it's the part of you that says, "Why am I not getting paid more? Why are more people not it, paying it attention?" Well, is it, your delusion, your the mild delusion, it starts. It's to, in relation. It, is this to other maybe the, yeah. the very thin line between ego and confidence, or, or or desire? No, because confidence is something that you can do alone. Yeah, ego is something Sh- that you not here because you can't get here. paid to be funny alone. No, but okay, but payment and ego are actually intrinsically attached. Okay, okay, I agree. Look at Chappelle. Chappelle is a confident man. Through every through a fifty million dollar deal away because he's confident he knows he's funny he doesn't need Comedy Central or the public or whoever else to tell him that shit he knows it. And to be fair, at that time though he was already rich. Okay, but then he but when he was fourteen or when he was seventeen performing for drug dealers or when he was nineteen opening for Aretha Franklin at Radio yeah. City Music Hall relatable. Yes. Or when he was in his early or mid twenties writing Chappelle show doing content that had really in, never been seen. In before. A, in a, I'm not saying that in a negative way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean. Like I'm saying, like like what you guys do, there has to be ego involved because you well, have to think that you have well, yeah. the ability to make people laugh. I well, think I think the very best among us 
are the guys that can say in any industry really yeah are the guys that can say hey uh here are the ugly parts of me but the best parts of me are better than the best parts of you yeah mm. but also the most relatable parts of you but yeah. also the only reason i mean I, i'm in the same boat yeah i started a podcast because i thought people wanted to listen to it whether you want to Think of it that way or not, there is ego involved in thinking that people want to listen to what you have to say. Oh yeah, yeah, it, it's equivalent you know I mean? to like. What, and again, I, I don't think yeah. it's a negative thing, but I, I do think that that is going to play a part in anything in the entertainment realm. Well, if I'll, that makes sense, I'll continue well, off. It, it, yeah, it, ahead, it, it hits a point to where it's like, like any, like you know that person, like when you have a job, it's a person that's been doing it for thirty years, and they think they're always right. And if you're new and you think you know better, they go, "No, you're wrong," and they're bitter. The thing about comedy for me is, is, is that I there's a roller coaster to where once you catch steam, once you just start peeking, like you're like, oh that joke's funny, oh my set's killing, my set's killing. Eventually, you hit the point to where it's like, all right, I need to write new fucking jokes. Sure. Or, or well, I mean, you're already right. I'm already writing new jokes at the time, but it hits to where it's like, all right, no, I'm getting too confident. I'm not better than everyone just because I'm getting laughs from everyone. Like you're not a like. I don't think a lot of people view themselves as gods. But you know, like, oh, like, no, no. like you, I, you get I so high that. on it, you got to keep your fucking ego in check. But sometimes the ego goes too low. I, I, I would don't. You, think would you? Do you agree, Raj? There, on that? Yeah. There's inherently, there's inherently ego in any kind of creative expression. Mm-hmm. The best kind of create mastery in yeah. any kind of creative field to me, what it looks like is the elimination of ego, which means it doesn't matter how many people see it or how they judge it. If you have created something that you know is point blank undeniable. It, it doesn't matter how they rate it. doesn't matter what yeah. the critics say. doesn't matter how many people purchase it. You did it for yourself because you understand your art form at a degree. Art forms yeah. are not... They're not decreed by giant groups it's of people. Subjective. If, it can, if critics can be subjective about what art they like, why can't artists? If, if you as a critic get to say, this guy's art sucks, but this guy's art is great. Why can't I look at art I create and say that sucks? Why can't you shift it? Yeah, I I completely agree. I'm closer I to also it think that there's people. ego in being somebody that critiques art. Yeah, is yeah, ego it, everything? Is what I mean, and I'm not yeah. saying that ego is bad. I actually think it's actually I think ego is healthy. It, it's healthy under control. Very no, very very much. Yeah, there's ego and there's egocentric. There's a very big difference there. A lot of people go egocentric. A lot not of only, you, not only with you can't comedy, be yeah. successful without the ego. You just can't. I'm yeah. sorry, you can't. And it doesn't matter if that's comedy, that's in entertainment, that's in accounting. You think so? I do. I, very, very I go much the so. opposite way. It, I don't my, think you my can only, be My only reason yeah. is because, like, take the entertainment realm out of this for a second. So, <laughs> if somebody says an accountant, yeah. and someone says, "Hey, you know what?" I think that you're doing a great job. We want to give you a promotion. There is ego in accepting that because you have to think that you can do it. What you're saying in monetary success terms, sure. yes, the ego is involved because you are actively asking to be appraised for your skill. Yes. But when I think of mastery, right? When I think of craft, when I think of artistry, you have to remove arbit- arbitrage from it. You have to take you know, rudimentary systems of valuing things of intangible value out of the equation. How do you take something that inherently has no value, right? So a painting, it doesn't have... If I wanted to eat a painting, I couldn't, right? If I wanted to eat wheat, I could. So I could tell you what wheat is worth. It's worth a day's survival. Yeah. A painting isn't, but it feeds you in different ways. Mm-hmm. So 
when I think of monetary terms, yes, an accountant, a skill that you trade in terms of time, and then your time is valued at a certain rate of arbitrage. In performance, though. That, yeah. but, but our performance is lopsided. When we get paid for 15 minutes and you get $1,000, let's say, as an example, that feels great. They're not paying you for the thou- they're not paying you for 15 minutes. They're paying you for the 60 hours it took to get to that 15 uh-huh. minutes. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. But what I really think true true artists, true practitioners of comedy, any kind of art, it, it they will never act because they are not weighing how many hours did I spend in the lab to create this and so it's worth this special is worth 100, this special is worth 200k. They won't do that. But you guys no. have to encounter the people that don't understand what that oh, don't oh, understand. most of the that's time. Most but of but, the that, but yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I'm talking about. That don't understand that six months went into your one hour. Well, that 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 if that's, you're lucky, it's usually five times. Well, that, that's yeah, what yeah. I mean, though. Here, wait, wait. As an I example, you know that what I mean? that's the thing to where when when you were talking earlier, you were like, oh, let's keep it to let's keep it to like 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 a regular, like take the art away, just keep it to like a job. So mm-hmm. so when you're working hard at your job, Joe, like you're working hard at it, you got to listen to one person. That's your boss. Every time I go on stage. When I'm working on a new joke, not everyone's my boss, but it's a million coworkers. Like if I tell a joke and it's <laughs> it's yeah, funny, a, but not every it, it's half 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 of them are bosses, half of them are coworkers. You know, like there's so much into it. Depends on where you are, honestly, sure. at the time. No, no, it does. And, and and there's so much thinking into you. You evaluate everything in a second, in a millisecond. Yeah, you're. It's very it's difficult. Weird. You know that I've I've summed it up this way. Crowd work. When you first walk out onto the stage, have you ever seen Iron Man one? Yeah. You know that moment where his targeted guidance system figures out who all the terrorists are. It's like zit, 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 zit. and it, and then the it first just Iron shoots, Man yeah. scene, it shoots like twelve bullets there, out. And, yeah, that's doing that's, crowd work that's to get your set down. Like. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You walk out and you that's see 100% just twelve accurate. heads, and you're like. Oh, white guy with a large beard who's bald. Oh, brown dude, black dude, no Asian dude. Oh, She's going through a divorce. That, 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 that <laughs> yeah. might be. That, that's that the might, best analogy. That might be the best description mm-hmm. of what you guys do in staring onto a crowd that I've heard is the Iron Man reference. That is that is because if, that's if the best I, analogy if I get to you twenty minutes into the show, sure. I saw you twenty seconds into the show. Yeah, I you're just, just working on you. I just had material that was building. I can autopilot most of my set, mm-hmm. and I'll know it'll work. And then I've got to make certain tweaks along the way. And then there's certain shit that we did the Zoom show the other night. Yeah, and Jimmy again, just, great show. Raj yeah. does a really good Zoom. I, show. I did a show on Zoom, and if you want to watch it, you just got to text White Claw to seven seven nine four eight. Jesus Christ, that's a real thing. Yeah. Also, <laughs> I, I do want to also like like make sure that when it starts. So. Uh, these two fuckers really made me say way past my bedtime to do this. But Raj actually came over and he did a Zoom show in the studio. Oh, that's right. He did a Zoom show. <laughs> and quite frankly, he fucking killed. It was hilarious. It was he did a Zoom show. Like, we just like, you know what? You're going to have to do this, so why don't we just wait? Well, did a Zoom show and fucking killed. I, so I, I get to sit here and watch Raj do a comedy show in my studio before he... Again, kills on the podcast. Well, well, about I, th- to do. I there... think the funniest thing is right before Raj showed up, I was on the same Zoom show in oh, my yeah. car. I was on it. Yeah, but, yeah, he but was you funny. didn't. You didn't kill. So. Yeah, oh was, no, I murdered. Yeah, Raj was really funny though. What? Which? Which one? Like? Oh, I did very well. Or? You're no. Yeah, Brett. The, you're no the, Brett Thomas. No, the girl I've been seeing, <laughs> she was like, I saw it. And I was like, okay, that's but, either I mean, good that's, or that's bad. Just, I'm not sure yet. It's just funny to watch the way that you guys kind of hustle like that. Yeah. So and and again, I'm not. 
I only keep coming back to this because I, I, I don't think <laughs> I'm that you... I'm sorry. I just... He pointed his arm. I, I literally flexed my muscles. Like, whoa, this is a lot. Yeah, and then he whoa. pointed at me, and I You're was like, You're impressed okay. with your own muscles. I was... I'm just slowly getting drunk. Yeah. <laughs> I, what I'm impressed by is how you've managed to keep this going, but not just going, growing it as a brand. I mean, that is insanity. Well, I mean, to be... I mean, to be perfectly honest, it's a... I enjoy doing it a lot. You guys got to film this thing. If you're a listener that's listening to this, you want these guys to film this and put it out, find a way to contact something on their Facebook or something. We'll figure it out. It is the next yeah. step. But, I mean, it, it's something that's fun to do. Um, I, I think, I mean, with Brian kind of coming on, we've very shortly, I mean, I, I've had be, I've been able to do a lot of different topics that whether you think they're funny or not, I think they're funny. Yeah. Uh, I've been able to turn serious things into funny topics. Uh, I've been able to meet people that are in the comedic realm, that are small business owners. I mean, he and I already have two, three guests already lined up again. We're in a good spot now because we're not. Our biggest problem is trying to figure out how to have all these people on right now. Yeah. Why? Because scheduling. it's timing and scheduling. Especially Dude, well, glad, timing I'm and scheduling. I'm glad you guys made this work at 1030. I know, me. yeah. Jesus, well, I, I mean, to, to be honest, it was a... Uh, if you see me in Brian's text, he's like, because we were going to do it tomorrow. Right. And uh, he's like, look, he can't do it, whatever happens. And he's like, let's got to do it 1030. And I'm not going to fucking lie. I was like, I can't stay up that late. It's uh, currently quarter to one. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. So I don't yeah. give a shit now. Which is solid, though, I'm, uh, I mean. But because it was, because it's Brian. It's different. Yeah. Because Brian wanted to do it, and he was like, it's Raj. I was like. Fuck that! Dude, we're we're, we're, we're doing work together. We're doing it. Period. Thank you. Thank because you it's Raj. Raj was has been a, a a a friend of the show, super funny dude. We love having him on. Um, he's somebody that everybody should check out. And yeah. I think he has the type of experience, and I think the type of stories I think people need to hear. Not even necessarily in the comedic realm. I think more in the life realm. Yeah, probably would you agree? more life. I would, honestly. Definitely comedically, have... but more more life is is a bigger compliment. I think I've done, he has both. I've done a lot of comedy, you know? but I don't have yeah. those, you know, those crazy, oh, I did these drugs with this famous person in Vegas. Like, I don't have that. Too, I'm a little disciplined or whatever. I don't know. I'm just a tame child. I mean, that to me at least, that's not a... That's not a life that somebody lived. No. I, I think the thing that you've done, somebody that lived in the same place and just did a bunch of drugs and did like fucking I've, I've weird things. I've survived thing. America. Hey, that's, that's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, it's funny. But somebody in your realm, I think, is very, very different. You're somebody that came over here from India. Yeah. You've lived in what you have, and I think we've even joked around about, kind of like states. a stereotypical state that you wouldn't think would accept you, and they did. Yeah. Um, Moved to Cleveland, and we're super glad that you did because we got to meet you and hang out with you and have a couple of shows with you. Yeah, man. Move on to New York, yeah. and then you ruined that. Fuck New uh, York. <laughs> <up>. <laughs> but I mean, I, I, to, to me, it's 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 different because you have, I think, both of those. You have the the, the comedic life, and then just the life life. And yeah. uh, I don't think a lot of people. Raj is a good balance. Raj, I think Raj is even. Raj really is do. not the rule. Raj is the exception. All right. Stop because being so no, no, I'm I'm dead serious. I'm because most cry. people, I think, in the I'm States, not going to say anything else. Let Joe say the rest. I don't well, care. how many people? <laughs> how many people? How many people? And I'm being legit serious. Yeah. How many people in the states would move to another 
state by themselves for a couple of maybe say a year or so, and they move to another country by themselves. A complete probably not many because America is the greatest fucking country. And if you ever leave this country, you're not a patriot, and we should just sell you off to the Canadians. <laughs> I agree. So to sum that up, Trump 2020. Wait, 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 and uh, are we done? Wait, no. You, you gotta Raj check is a big Trump fan. Raj has Raj has a great special. Uh, I listen to it on Spotify. Where, where else is your special? Yeah, What's it's it on Spotify and iTunes and everywhere else. It's called Semi Famous. Uh, uh, was, yeah, if you just go to my website, I've got links on there. It's just rajdoescomedy.com. But I appreciate you guys for fucking doing this at 10.30 to 12.45. Yeah, we we'll always do it. Um, and I will say, before we bounce, the best fucking day that I've discovered in the world.